everyone, and welcome back to Slapcast. This is the beginning of Season 3 of Slapcast. We've made it, well, we've made it two whole seasons, and we're working on a third now. Who, who'd have thought it after uh, our continual failure to make a consistent podcast? Um, but I'm Gage, your host as usual, back again uh, with the full panel for today, which includes Reese. Hello, Reese. Hello. And Ethan. Hello, Ethan. Hello, oh, Gage. Good to see your lovely face again. Aw, how how sweet of you. And uh, it also includes Josh, back from uh, all of his fun and exciting activities. From war. <laughs> back from the war. It's our long-lost son and husband, uh, Josh. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but <laughs> it's Josh. Josh, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm I'm really I'm happy I'm happy that you're here, Josh. I have I have thank you. I have a random question for everyone. Oh, you know how? Okay, this is going to be food related because we all love food here. What is it not food related? Exactly. What is your favorite like summertime refreshing treat? Like whenever you're like it's a hundred degrees out, kind of hating my life. What are you going to go in like the fridge or the cabinet for? Uh, water. <laughs> Water's up there. <laughs> I said snack, not drink. Snack? Well, how is a yeah. snack refreshing? Watermelon. I'm allergic to watermelon. <laughs> He's allergic to everything. He really is. I can't. I would say okay. if we're because the only thing I can think of now is like fruit. Because fruit's refreshing. Okay, um, fine. What's y'all's favorite fruit? I was gonna make it a themed question, but no. That ship no, sailed. No, fuck your theme. Fuck your theme. <laughs> <laughs> I'll answer Josh's original question. So, I don't have them in my, like, house all the time. But, like, those, uh, like, strawberry lemonade or lemonade, like, frozen cups that you the get at, like, ball games. like, frozen things? Yeah. Those, smack. Okay. Or, like, the Walmart, like, it's just literally, like, those plastic tubes where they put, like, juice in it and you freeze them. Yeah, the ghetto. They're like the, the, ghetto. the yeah. dollar store, like frozen popsicles that come in the pack. The big packages is like a hundred. A <laughs> hundred, bro. Otter pops. Those otter pops go hard. Otter pops. Yeah, I love otter pops. They're all that. Those definitely cause cancer, but they're they're pretty good. I'm not a big popsicle guy. I'm gonna be honest. That's unfortunate. What for you. are you allergic to popsicles too? No, I just don't really like them. It's just like any kind of flavored uh, icy thing. Because it's like I like My milkshakes cookies. and ice cream, but then when you get a little bit more frozen than that, when you get to like snow cone territory, Slurpee territory, slushy popsicles, not a fan. I'm gonna take you to Slurpee territory. So like, I'm <laughs> a fan, but. Do you chew on ice, like, at the end no, of the drink? No. I know a lot of people yeah, do that. I do, actually. Then what's... Wh- how I do don't you know. go from ice cream it's flavored, I don't like frozen it. Frozen bad, but you chew on your ice. I don't know. I, I don't always chew on it. I like to, like, to suck, like, let it melt in my mouth. I, uh... <laughs> I don't, I don't like to suck ice. I don't know. It's like... I, or I don't like to chew it either. Like, it... It's the only ice I kind Water, of... but worse... The only one I kind of consider is water ice. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Sonic, Sonic Ice, guy. Bro. You don't? 
I know, I know this is a bad take, but look, I I don't like it because it it melts faster and it waters down your drinks faster, dude. I think it does. I think it all kind of just makes one giant brick of ice. I don't know if I've seen this. I think uh, I don't know, dude. I just like 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 uh, what's a good example? I don't know, like McDonald's ice. They're just like I like, chips of ice. I like I like what? McDonald's ice. Yeah. That's the okay, ice that I, I like. Guess. The ice that's easy to chew. McDonald's ice is forgettable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like forgettable ice. I don't like the ice to be part of my experience, you know? I just like to make it cold. You know what I'm saying? Wait, do y'all put... Okay, this is... I have a pretty awful take up for this. Do y'all put ice in, like, your water and other drinks? Yes. It depends. I mean... Depends. I can go without it. No, I always... I, I have to. No. Well, what like, about like a water bottle I'm... though? If you're drinking a water bottle, there's no ice in there. Well, that's that's different because it's pre-packaged. But if I'm getting a glass, it has to have ice. Okay, in it. okay, yeah. I, I guess yeah, I yeah. I agree with that then, Reese. No, like even for a glass of water, I just get water. I don't know. My dad doesn't like. My dad likes his water to be like room temperature. He doesn't like cold water. Which that's that is a, that's a shocking take if I've ever heard. That's one. that's not. But, I don't like room temp water, but like. If it comes out of the fridge, like, I'm content with that temperature. Yeah. I don't really unless like warm it's like water at all. And like, unless it's like 108 degrees, like it was last summer. Yeah, actually, but, I'm kind of glad that it wasn't quite as hot this summer. Like, it was still hot, but it wasn't as bad. Yeah. Because so. we got all that rain in the middle, and that happens every few years anyway, which is kind of nice. Yeah, it did make it humid, but I'll take that over, like, 109 degrees, so. Yeah. Um, Josh, I'm looking, I'm looking at that thing in your room. <laughs> this? Seat. The dinosaur? Yeah. This is my childhood room for everyone watching. This yeah, we should mention. I was about, like, five or six. We have face cams now. Uh, we're going to start posting them to YouTube. Um, so you'll be able Are to see do, all of our like, faces. Are we going to do, like, room tours? Absolutely not. This. <laughs> we are not going to do that, no. Yeah. What about this? Uh, I don't we have face cams. We can bring back the story of when um, Bobby was a guest and he wore a suit, um, but we oh. didn't have face cam on, and so he was just wearing a suit yeah. for no reason. Bro, but now, when he, if he comes back on, we'll have face cam, and he'll be able to redeem himself. Yeah. So, I feel like if he does, we all need to wear a suit then at that point. We'll have to like break and change into suits and then get back on the show. Birthday yeah. suit. <laughs> um, what other changes are there? Not many. However, we are still in contact with. Um, I say we're still in contact. He's like a friend of ours, <laughs> Chris Kuchar, um, most recent guest on the podcast, who is designing a logo for us uh, that will not be a direct violation of copyright. Um, at this exact moment, we're obviously not monetizing anything, so it's not like a big deal. If we ever want to pursue that avenue in the future, which, you know, it's like, it, we're not really at that point, but if we ever did, it'd be nice to have something proprietary. Um, so that's what Chris is working on for us. He said it should be done by the end of the week. Um, in fairness, he said that a while ago, but he also got a new phone and lost the message, so I don't blame him. Uh, <laughs> so... 
hopefully we'll have a new logo soon. We're gonna use the old one for this one, but once we get a new one, I'll start changing everything over. Um, and then speaking of monetization, if we did want to take that route like rather abruptly, we just need to um, clickbait this podcast with Messi goes to PSG and only <laughs> talk about it for about two minutes of our podcast. Messi, 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 Messi. Yeah, I guess we should. Uh... Before we start, for everyone who doesn't know, this is our uh, inaugural episode of the season, which always means it's our uh, Premier League preview, because uh, that is our focus. Uh, the Premier League is generally the league that we all watch the most of, and uh, we know the most about, and all of our clubs are uh, located in, so it would make the most sense for that to be our league. Uh, but we will cover news from around the world as well. And uh, the big thing that happened on day of recording, actually, is that Lionel Messi has left Barcelona and joined Paris Saint-Germain on a free transfer. Taking, taking the number 30. That's so weird. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind it. I'm the number Nazi, and I actually don't mind it because it was his first number at Barcelona. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay, that makes so, sense. I read, I read that he was going to take 19. Which was his second um, number at Barcelona. Yeah, So and also that's like a normal winger number, so yeah. I was expecting 19. But I think Paolo Sarabia has 19 right now. Not that, you know, not that Messi probably couldn't coerce him to give up 19, but... Um, well, Neymar tried to give him number 10, and he said no. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Maybe he just wanted to wear 30. It was like poetic or whatever. I'm kind of sad that he's moved, but I have a feeling he's only going to be there for like a year or two, and then he's going to retire. What's a, so it's a two-year contract, and then he has an option to extend into a third season. Yeah, I think it's going to be like, try to win the Champions League and see what happens. Also, that team, if it doesn't win the Champions League, I don't know what the hell they're doing with, their, with themselves. Well, you know who the manager is, so there's every chance that they'll get to the final and lose. Um, <laughs> yes, but even he, I can't imagine a, a world where he manages to fuck this team up. You can take the boy um, out of Spurs, but you cannot take Spurs out of the boy. That's all I'm going to say. Although, yeah. apparently you can, because all these players that have left Spurs have been winning winning stuff the past, like, a couple of seasons. Like Kyle Walker, Kieran Trippier, Christian Eriksen. Like, they're all winning major trophies. But, anyway. Did you see Christian Eriksen made a little trip back to Inter Milan a couple days or weeks ago? Yeah, I did see that. It's That was kind of cool to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you know, to see him. I hope he trains, or I hope he gets back to training soon and uh, gets to play again. I would imagine he probably won't, just because, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, because that happened with, uh, who was that one guy? It was the game against Spurs, where he collapsed in the FA Cup. Uh, are you talking about Fabrice Muamba? Maybe. Because he played, f- I think, uh, I think that may be who you're talking about. Because I know it was at White Hart Lane. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, the, it had to be abandoned. And... Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the season before we all started watching. Or no, that was 2012. Some of us started. That guess, was the, yeah, that yeah. was the year before. That was the year I got into it, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. On yeah, November eighth, twenty twelve, um, he collapsed. 
and suffered a cardiac arrest yeah. on the pitch at White Hart Lane. Yeah, so like pretty much same incident. So I would imagine that he will be strongly, strongly advised to not play again. Yeah. Also, a similar event happened in the NHL, actually. Rich Peverly played for our, uh, yeah. our Dallas Stars, and he ended up never playing again, too. So, um, yeah, best wishes to him, obviously. But And it was good to see him back at the training ground. So, yeah. Yes, we haven't had a... We haven't had a podcast since like the beginning of the summer, and so we should probably no. mention the Euros. The Euros were wild. Yeah, the Copa America was wild. The Messi Gold finally Cup won wild. his uh, his Inis- or first his ever international, international trophy. Yeah, which for me like puts that. him beyond the shadow of a doubt. Like he's the goat now, and I know people will still argue with that, but. For me, it's not. It's out of the question at this point. Yeah. So. Yeah, Euros. Congrats to Italy. Even though I wanted England to win, but. Um, I think I was. Me and Reese were the only ones rooting for Italy. You say the only ones, like you don't make up half the group. <laughs> like it's like oh, every, it was everyone against us. It's like uh, come on. <laughs> Well, okay, well, we were somewhat, well, yeah, we were somewhat in the minority because Reese rooted for England every time Sokka was... No, I didn't root for England, I rooted for Sokka. And then he ended up being the one that missed the penalty to lose England the the tournament. Bummer. Why was he taking the penalty? I don't know. I don't know. You know what really frustrates me? When people say missed when the penalty was saved. I know, I know, but... It was a it was a bad time. I, I mean, yeah, but also Donnarumma was like insane the entire tournament. He was. Also, like the Saka only goal just shouldn't have been on that pen. I yeah. don't know why he was on the fifth one. I thought it was the sixth one at first. I lost count, so then I was like, "Oh, okay." But then I realized it was the fifth, and I was like. Well, not Why? to mention the fact that he was put under pressure by the fact that the two people Gareth Southgate brought on to take penalties both missed. Yeah, that's rough. Well, okay, fine, Josh. Rashford missed, and Sancho had his saved, but Sancho's was a bad penalty, too. Yeah. I honestly don't really look like... Uh, it was, like, it looked almost a lot like down Saka's. the middle. Actually, yeah. it was pretty similar. It was kind of like in between furthest left in the middle. And it was a good height I mean, as well. We say a bad penalty, but like those go in like 90% of the time. That is the majority of... Yeah. Like I know a lot of times they go like top and I don't know. I mean, that's but the reality of it. If it goes in, it's a good penalty. And if it doesn't, it's a bad penalty. <laughs> Although I think I saw the greatest penalty I've ever seen in my life from Harry Maguire. Bro, no doubt. He absolutely shelled that I don't that understand thing. that. Like, that one and then, like, all the defenders in the Villarreal um, Man United final, all the defenders had absolutely banging penalties. Bro, even the goalkeeper. Even the goalkeeper's penalty yeah. was a banger. But Unai Simone... I'm kind of changing it to the Olympics. The Olympics just finished up. Unai Simone almost got sent off in the Olympic gold medal game. 
he had like three like in the first like 20 minutes he had three challenges where he just like destroyed whatever brazilian player was under the ball and it was like so he started for spain at the euros and the olympics that's insane yes that's i didn't watch any of the olympic soccer i didn't either I, I, I don't have any commentary, but I don't. I it's kind of the Olympics are still enjoyable when they're in like Asian countries, but it's kind of just hard to watch them. Yeah, because the massive time it's like, difference. It's on in it's on in the yeah. morning and on at night. As long as you want to stay up, and it's just like I want to stay up. Like there's also three. just so many goofy sports. Like I don't want to just have it on all day and watch like random whatever when I want to watch like one specific thing. That's why I like the the app is awesome. I love the NBC Sports app for that where you can just watch whatever you want and there's not a whole lot of ads. Yeah. Need I usually just watch ads. highlights of what I want to see. <laughs> I, li- I like watching all the goofy sports. I think it's kind of cool seeing this because we don't get to see those very often. You would be that person. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know, it's kinda cool learning about like all those different sports. Like handball. I think the US is gonna be screwed in twenty twenty eight whenever we have to put a handball team in the Olympics. Probably. Don't even know what that is. So it's a, really? it's you a, never, it's you a didn't foul in the penalty area. It's a uh, when you handle the ball, duh. <laughs> You know which one's goofy that I, I never realized was goofy? Like, I just kind of accepted that it was a normal sport, but I watched a little bit, and I was like, water this polo. is goofy. Water polo. <laughs> yes, I knew it. I knew it. I was a little, like, I just kind of accepted it, and then I watched a little bit, and I was like, this is silly. <laughs> Dude, they, like, they, they, like, shove each other under the water and, like, will hold them there. It's insane. Drown. Okay, so my... Dude, my uncle played it in high school in the 80s my cousin she's playing co-ed water polo and some of the teams don't even have like other girls on the teams they're going to be playing are they allowed in co-ed then i thought you had to have at least like one woman registered on your team if you know no it's well it's high school so like we had a co-ed high school athletics yeah. We had a girl on the football team through my... Yeah, I know, but it was still technically the boys' football team. Like, okay, well, it's not co-ed, but, like, if there's a girl on the team, it's kind of co-ed. I guess, yeah. I guess it's I true. Yeah. Well, well, anyway, that's Olympic talk over, but... <clears throat> Yeah, I guess just summer recap. What are you laughing at? I guess just summer I recap. You were gonna take it away. I'm, you... I'm taking it away. Summer recap. Uh, Italy won the Euros. Woohoo! Uh, Argentina won the Copa America, first international tournament for Messi. Um, the United States won the Gold Cup with our B team, uh, which yeah. is exciting. More like our C team. Yeah, um, which we will have a we'll have a slight U.S. discussion uh, here in a little bit because we had a. I wouldn't say an argument, but we had a conversation about the U.S. national team uh, not too long ago, yeah. and we mentioned that we should uh, bring it up on the podcast. So we'll come back to that um, towards the end. But 
for now, I think we should waste no less or no more time than we already have as far as talking about the Premier League predictions. Um, we are going to do the conventional style of going alphabetically through the league and just kind of talking about where we have each team finishing. And for a select few, we are going to, well, take a, take a moment and discuss uh, mostly the slap clubs and the top, what I would now call the top seven, and then probably the relegation teams as well. So let's start uh, with Arsenal, as they are first alphabetically. Really? And I'm going to do nothing other than uh, <laughs> give it to Reese to take it away. So I've got us in sixth right now, um, which, you know, finishing, where did we finish? Eighth last season? Yep. Or ninth? Eighth or ninth? I think sixth is probably a realistic goal, just getting back in Europe. I would love if we could get Champions League, but in terms of realism, that's not really a possibility because... Um, we're still, in terms of our signings, I think they've been good, but we've most, for the most part, done squad depth stuff besides, uh, Ben White. So, and the teams around us has, have improved so much, like just so much. The top four, I think is just even more locked in. Um, Leicester have improved a lot as well. Uh, and even I have... Tottenham in 7th. I know we're not talking about Tottenham, but I think we could swap easily Arsenal and Tottenham. So I, I'm hoping for um, European place. I think, you know, it's never bad to aim for Champions League, but realistically, we should just be aiming for top 6. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. I do have... Uh, I'm going to mention for each team, or at least for the teams that I have uh, notes on, at least, I'm going to mention the transfers. So incomings for Arsenal... Uh, we have Nuno Tavares, uh, Albert Sambi Lokonga, and Ben White, uh, which, like Reese said, two kind of squad depth signings, and then Ben White, who probably will start. Uh, and then outgoings, David Luiz uh, on a free transfer, and then Danny Ceballos and Martin Odegaard returned uh, to Real Madrid on, well, at, at the end of their loan. Joe Willick is apparently almost finished, and he's going to be joining yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. Um, Bellerin was rumored away for a while. I don't think that's happening, though. And I thought Lacazette would leave, but nothing ended up... I haven't heard a single rumor about Lacazette. Yeah, I was actually... One of the things I was going to bring up, and I highlighted this in my notes, was that um, I don't quite see where Arsenal's main source of goals is going to come from. I mean, I guess that it will probably be a bombing again, but I just think his production is going to be it's, I mean, it slowed last season, and I think it's going to be even slower this season. Um, so I do worry about consistent goal scoring as far as Arsenal are concerned. Yeah. I will say I thought we looked much, much better ever since Smith Rowe came into the team. And now that he's officially taken the number 10 shirt, that's an indication to me at least that he will probably start most of our games. So I think with him in the team now... If we do decide to keep Lacazette, you know, Lacazette played a lot better with a number 10 behind him. We could see the return of the um, Aubameyang on the left, Lacazette in the middle, and Pepe or Saka on the right, instead of um, having Lacazette on the bench, which is the lineup that saw Aubameyang get uh, Golden Boot a few seasons ago. So 
I it could be I don't know I I expect that he won't get as many goals as he did a few seasons back just because you know he had malaria <laughs> which isn't easy to recover that from is still crazy and to me. Uh, also a couple injuries last season but I'm hoping that with Smith Rowe behind them they can get better service yeah um, I should mention by the way I actually fully agreed with you on the take as far as the finishing position because I've got you finishing seventh but I have Spurs finishing sixth and I could easily see it going either way have Arsenal a little bit lower I have them in ninth I just don't I I don't know I just I feel like the issues weren't really addressed like the Ben White I think that, that was a a good signing I think it was a little too much like I know that they Brighton weren't going to let him go for less than 50 especially to Arsenal knowing that y'all have the money to pay even though it's yeah just yeah, well, that's the thing is that those. it's like you kind of just have to ignore the transfer fee because when you when you get like Arsenal or Man U or Chelsea, it's like if they are if you know if y'all if Leicester was asking to sign Ben White, they may they may not come back and hit you with fifty million. But as soon as it's Arsenal, they're just gonna inflate the plight in the price inflate the price. Um, it, it does just, add on that he's. English as well. Yeah, that English. Yeah. I I don't know. I just don't think Arsenal like. I think the midfield is such a crock of shit right now <laughs> that like aside from Emil Smith Rowe, like I don't really see like Thomas Party was he was close to awful for the sec second half he was at Arsenal. Yeah, and Granit Xhaka is. The, Depends on the day what kind of player you're going to get. And depends on what discipline issues you're going to have. I just, I think the mid the game is played so much in the midfield and can be dominated by midfield players, which is why I put teams like West Ham and Everton above y'all because I think that I think six okay I, six through nine I have West Ham, Everton, Tottenham, Arsenal in that order. I think that I kind of went by midfields for that because the game is going to where midfields dominate the run of play. I think that West Ham with Declan Rice, depending on if he moves or not, and Thomas Suchek, and then Everton with Allen, um, James Rodriguez, depending on how he's if he's fit enough or how that goes. I think that all the other teams around you have a much better midfield situation, and I, I just don't... And there's still 20 days left in the transfer window. So you never know what's going to happen. And I also think Everton, despite losing Ancelotti, I think that um, Rafa Benitez is a really underrated manager and can be kind of underappreciated at times. And, yeah. I think you're right, but I think it's also like, um, I think our midfield is either going to be very questionable or very good because it's like, I think Smith Rowe is settled. I think he's, I think he's great. Um, there were moments when Party looked really good to me, but then there were a lot of times when I was like, I, w- I mean, I was the first to say, I was so annoyed. Ethan knows. Every time he got the ball, it's like, please, I'm going to lose my mind if you shoot right now. And then he would shoot. But, you know, there's also that first season of kind of leeway for international players, you know, the first season in. So he may get over that. I don't really know. But, you know, 
if he it's like is he going to be good or, or is he going to be bad because I've seen him be both same with Jaka because I thought first half of the season Jaka was pretty poor up until that red card that he got which I don't even remember who was it against who it was Burnley. against but then against afterwards Burnley. yeah it was Burnley after the red card I thought he returned and looked pretty good and then the Euros also just happened and he was I mean he was fantastic he's in always the really good for Switzerland though I'll say that yeah so that's kind of where it's like if the midfield three decide to actually uh, be good, then they're going to be good. But that's just not a guarantee because, uh, yeah. I mean, just because that's just how it is. That's, that's kind of where I'm kind of questioning the Arsenal, where I think there's just better teams around y'all. And I think, I think also a big part of it is going to be how Leno will play. Yeah, true. Um, which is also... Very disappointed last year. Yeah, and also the teams I put above y'all have a better um, man in that. Like Everton, I'd Pickford, even though he's a silly boy, he <laughs> he can he can put in a job for them. And I don't know, I just... And then uh, West Ham, they have... Fabianski still playing for them, right? Yeah, yeah. And and they have Ariola if something happens to Fabianski, which will probably happen just because he's getting up there in age and mileage. So that's just kind of my take on Arsenal. I just don't have. Yeah. I, don't I will really also say Lukongo is relatively unproven. Like he's still kind of a yeah. wild card because I know we all, all we have really to go on is his stats from Anderlecht, but um, he could be just crazy good. We don't really know. Yeah, and all the Anderlecht center mids have done well and. You can look at uh, Gilman's has been our best player, and then Ben um, Donker for Wolves has been a pretty good for in a holding role, which I would kind from what I somewhat understand that kind of looks like the um, Congo may play. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think holding he's more of the Granit Xhaka replace, replacement because I think he's a box to box. And I think he was supposed to be Xhaka's replacement until that Roma deal fell through. Yeah, and it's just also y'all's squad is very inflated with a lot of dead weight, which I also think. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I definitely thought we were going to get a lot more, get rid of a lot more players than we have. Yeah, I did too. Um, but it'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. Ethan, where did you have them? So. A second ago, I was like fidgeting around my table because I only looked at it once and I did it like on the spot. But um, I originally had them seventh, but I moved them to eighth just because I kind of agree with what Josh said. I think the teams around Arsenal definitely improved a lot more than um, Arsenal themselves. I think Ben White, you know, I've been very off and on about him, but I think he's a decent signing and um, maybe he'll. Um, show what he's really capable of at Arsenal. And um, I really did think y'all would sign more players, though, because I feel like there is yep. some stuff that um, y'all would need to bring in more players. So we'll see. I mean, like, like like I always say, it's hard to predict these things. But, um, yeah, I think Arsenal should... I mean, they can maybe push up to six. I probably can't see them go much further than that. Yeah. The last agree. thing I have to say is that I don't know what formation we're going to use because we also signed Nuno Tavares, and if you think back to when we won the FA Cup, which is probably the best we've looked under Arteta, we were playing this kind of 
back five hybrid where Tierney played a left center back. And if that were to, like, now that we have Nuno Tavares, we could do that where we have a back three of uh, Tierney, Gabriel, and Ben White, and then wing backs of Nuno Tavares and uh, Bellerin. Because I think if we were to integrate Bellerin back in, he looks way better as a wing back than as a straight right back now. So I think the formation will change, uh, will determine how good we are as well because I thought we looked great with that fluid formation, but it just hasn't made a return. Yeah. Yep. I think it'll be, it'll be, I think Arsenal is going to be a very interesting team to watch. I just, yeah, I think it'll be, I kind of told Reese this at the end of the season. I think it's going to be a little bit of a rough season, but I think depending on how, um, I'm drawing a blank. Who's the manager? Arteta. I don't know why I can't think of Arteta. I don't know why that just completely slipped my mind. And I think it'll be very dependent on how well he can um, get the team going and if he can keep the team behind him um, during the struggles that I think they're going to have. But This season is also being documented for the all or nothing. So and we saw how one. that went for Spurs. Yeah, yeah, hope it's a good one. Looks like it's going to be nothing. <laughs> That's what they said for Spurs, too. And it was true. Um, so, it's interesting that I, of the four of us, apart from Reese, I'm the one who has Arsenal the highest. Um, just because, we'll get to this in a little bit, but I understand Josh's take on it. I don't rate West Ham nearly as highly. Um, but, anyway. We will I don't know, I think... Are, are we going to get to West Ham, or do y'all want to do a mini West Ham? We'll do right alphabetical still. Yeah, we can. St- oh, we can I did. Okay. Um. Uh, well, next up alphabetically is Aston Villa, uh, who have experienced a pretty big shakeup. Uh, it's fair to say the notable outgoings are Ross Barkley on loan, or uh, at the end of the loan, back to Chelsea. Ahmed Oham. Ahmed El Mohamedi uh, on a free transfer, and of course Jack Grealish, um, the record signing for Man City, and Aston Villa's talisman. But they've replaced him uh, in part with Emmy Buendia <laughs> and with uh, Danny Ings as well. The most surprising signing. Yeah, out of nowhere. it really did. Most out of nowhere. Completely signing. came out of nowhere. And uh, also Leon Bailey, by the way. Um, yeah completely random it seemed like some of their signings came completely out of nowhere so they've done an okay job replacing him i definitely think they're going to take a hit but did they bring in a center back too or no not yet are they room they might be rumored to be bringing somebody in then probably i'm i thought i read something i don't remember but i don't know they brought in tuan zebe oh yeah that's that's right yeah 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 they brought they brought tuan in loan they got Ashley Young from Inter. What? Yeah, yeah they did. I yeah. forgot about he that. Yeah. To, he used to play there, didn't he? Yeah, from that's where he though. started. That's where yeah. he started. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Um, I've actually got them an eighth, despite I Jack Grealish's departure. I do, Delicious too, departure. bro. We're crazy. I, I think when Diaz... Um, I actually got him... I just did a draft league. Uh, I'm going to be in two draft leagues, but one of my... The other draft league I'm in did our draft a few days ago and i actually picked up buendia because i think he's going to be 
all right, especially now that Danny Ings is there. I think that is such a great signing for them. They also just signed... Uh, oh, no, that's Southampton. Just kidding. Don't listen to me. Yeah, I think Danny Ings is a great signing for them. Um, because uh, Watkins was good, but, you know, to have that experience there and, you know, last season he fell a little short, mostly due to injury, but season before he was absolutely on fire. So if he can bring that back again, Aston Villa, I think, may actually be better than last year because they, you know, last year they were almost entirely relying on Jack Grealish at at moments. But I think despite his departure, they've strengthened the squad a lot in other areas. Yeah, I think they've, I have them in 11th. I think they've done like, I think they're going to miss a lot from Jack Grealish, but you also <laughs> you also kind of have to think like how much they played without Jack Grealish, especially at the end of the season last year. I think they've done just enough to make up for the points that Grealish got them in the first half, and Grealish and Barkley especially. But I think those two were probably the most important pieces aside from Emmy Martinez. Um, I think they've done just enough to kind of like steady the ship, and I think it'll be a big year to see. If they can steady that ship, keep it going, and maybe improve and get a couple spots higher, maybe go 10th or 9th. But um, I have a feeling that they do have a lot going forward, but I think just because they are missing that big piece from Grealish, I think they're going to have to end up sitting back a lot, not playing to the extent Burnley does, but playing a similar style that Burnley does and relying on Emmy Martinez to to have a lot of saves. Um, kind of carry them a little bit. That's just kind of how I see their season going, personally. I think it'll depend on whether or not Buendia can carry his form from the championship. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just a different league, and you never know. We've seen players jump up entirely, and we've seen players go awful. Yeah. I mean, I also have them 11th, like Josh. Um I think one thing that Grealish did really well for Villa was winning fouls and making yeah, sure Villa have like a a good amount of possession. So I think they will be playing a lot more defensive football, and we'll have to see how that goes. Because I know their defense is really good, but they haven't had too much to worry about because they've been mostly playing possession ball. So we'll see. I think they definitely did make a great amount of signings, um, but no one can replace their captain. So we'll have to see who steps up for them. What did y'all think of, I, I would kind of give my opinion on it first, the whole, the Villa fans being like burning Grealish's name off of jerseys. That's, that's like, so shit. I hate that. It's such an awful thing. Especially up. like, grow he could have, yeah, like he could have left when they got relegated and right. nobody would have. He almost did. Spurs almost eye. signed him. We were this close. We were this close. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd have two players on their way to Man City this summer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> at, okay, I will say though at the same time, like in as supporting a team that's in a similar situation, it's like I've talked about this before, like it cheapens anything that he's going to achieve at Man City. Not that he's going to win I stuff don't, at Villa, okay. but I think it's significant it the I think there's a big difference between Kane leaving and Grealish leaving. Grealish is what, twenty four? Uh, yeah. He could have stayed at Villa and tried to build something around him more than he had already built bringing them up from the championship. 
Kane has done so much. Like, yes, he gets hurt a lot, but you get hurt a lot too if you built a whole fucking club and carried it on your back for six seasons. Yeah. Like, he... I don't think it cheapens Kane's because of the bullshit he's had to go through at Spurs. Like, he's been through some times where he has been the only player to do anything. But even... That's not true. But even and if, I understand even if, the... Uh, part, mm, Sun Heung-min exists, there but Sun exists. Okay. Lucas, he, he okay. wasn't even playing in the Lucas game. Okay, that game was all... Just said I know, but there... I, I said sometimes. Maybe, maybe. Okay, I think... I don't think it cheapens what he's done at all, because you can't you can't expect him to perform every single game. Like, I know he just... he I don't think has choked in finals or important games, but he has put his best foot forward in every game and has definitely been a very large reason why y'all were even were a Champions League club the last four to five years. I think I don't, I don't to me it doesn't cheapens cheapen it. it is like I don't think cheapens it means he doesn't deserve it. It's more just yeah. like like winning a trophy at City is a lot different than winning it at Spurs. I know what it means, but like winning at Spurs, like he has done Almost, almost, obviously some of the cup finals have been evidence against that. He has done almost everything in his power to get Spurs a trophy. Like, I think I think y'all would be border in and out of the Europa League the last five or six years if Kane, after like the 14-15 and 15-16 season, if he decided to jump ship at that point and go to Real yeah. Madrid like he was rumored to back then, I think y'all would be... Probably sixth, seventh, or eighth every season, and just bobbing up and down from there. If y'all didn't have Kane for the, that portion of time, I for me it doesn't cheapen it because he's he's put in the work and been through some shit where he hasn't been able to control a lot of the stuff that happens around him. You could say the same thing about Grealish, even though he's younger. He's been through relegation with this team, yeah, and and stayed through that to bring him up. So. I mean, just because oh, yeah, he hasn't stayed as long, it doesn't mean that, you know, he d- hasn't also done a lot for his club. And it's it's just kind of like, like at this point, it's he's done just... so much that he probably deserves a pay raise, basically, is what it is. Yeah. It's definitely, like, scale of club they're coming from. And it's not like Spurs like, were no, never uh... in the Champions League, by the way. We were in the Champions League in 2012 before Kane even, like, set foot on the training ground. So I know, but also like the quality in the Premier League is very different and a lot deeper um, team-wise since 2012. True, true. Like, like we have an actual title race most years instead of, oh, are United going to win the league? And then, oh, City are going to win the league and just bobbing back and forth between who has... That, the, was, the season, that was the Aguero well, season, by the way, if you want to talk about a title race. So... Yes. So... Anyway. I think the talent has gotten significantly deeper since 2012. Um, where it's not just like two or three teams battling. It's probably like four or five, you could argue, beginning of the season, have a chance at it. But... I think you're probably right. Yes. I think Grealish probably could have afforded to stay one or two more seasons with Villa. But at the same time, I think the fans that are making a big fuss just need to grow up. Because... Oh, yeah, he's he's earned a move. Yeah, I I would agree with that too, and I, I yeah we'll come to Spurs later. I don't want to I don't want to make this like Spurs segment, but we'll talk about Spurs in a little <laughs> bit. Um, 
I guess. Did we all we all give our numbers for Villa, right? Eight, eight, and eleven, eleven. Yep. Okay. Next alphabetically is Brentford, newly promoted, uh, playoff winners at the third time of asking. Um, yeah, pretty much an unknown quantity. It's their first time in the Premier League. They've performed really well in Champions uh, Champions League, the Championship, and uh, they're a really well-run club, but. The Premier League's a different beast, so we'll see. We'll see where they end up. I have them 14th. I do too. Let's go. I'm gonna get. <laughs> I'm gonna guess that Ivan Tony is gonna have a good year, but I honestly could not tell you anything else about them. I think they have a few players that are Premier League quality. Um, I think Ivan Tony obviously is number one in terms of uh, being Premier League quality. I think Matthias Jensen in midfield is also extremely good. He was very good for Denmark in the Euros when he played. Um, and Brian Mbomo on the wing as well is very good. And they have a good, uh, pretty good defense as well with Pontus Jensen and new signing Christopher Iyer from uh, Celtic, who is supposed to be pretty good. So I've got them 14th as well. I don't think they're going to be quite as good as like Leeds or Wolves were coming up, but I think they are going to make a dent in the league. I've got them 16th. I had them higher when I first made the list, but I moved them down a bit. Um, I think they're. I think like you're. Like you've said, they have enough quality to stay in the league. I've got them a little bit lower, just because I think. Um, honestly, it's just because I have not watched them nearly as much as y'all. I didn't watch. I don't think any of the championship playoffs. So I. I seriously haven't seen them. All I really know is that Ivan Tony is good. So that's kind of why, I mean, he is the reason I have them not getting relegated, just because I don't really know anything about their squad. Um, but that being said, I could see them, you know, I have them in 16th. Do you all have them in 14th, you said? Yeah. I think that's also realistic. Like, I think anywhere from 16th to, like, 14th. Honestly, from, like, 18th to 14th, because... Something terrible could happen, and they could get relegated. Oh yeah, I think that whole that whole area is a free game for them. Yep. Oh, well, I am. I'm not very optimistic compared to y'all. Like y'all said, I know these players are like really good, but the thing is, there's like a huge line between Championship and Premier League, and a lot of the time, it's like. There's only a few that make it out from that transition. Um, like Reese said, also, I don't know much about Brentford either, but from what I've noticed, they've not made too much noise in the transfer window, and teams that are stay like now consistent in the league, like Villa and Leeds, have like spent a decent amount of money to keep themselves in the league, and I just think they need to do a lot more. They might have already the team that they want to stick with, but like we, like I said, we don't know if these teams are good enough or like if their team is good enough to perform in the league. So um, I have them taking that last relegation spot at 18th. Yeah, it is worth noting. Ethan is usually the most correct when it comes to newly promoted teams out of us. Yeah, we we usually true. are a lot more optimistic than him and a lot more incorrect. Yeah. Well, I, I thing is I've, been unfortunately been a fan of a team that's been fighting relegation so much recently and knowing how our team was when we did get promoted that was like such a different premier league than it is now and you really have to have like great players because we did not have a great squad 
when we first got promoted and I think we got very lucky in not getting relegated so it's just like whether or not like I said if these players can make the transition or not yeah I think I think they're the biggest question mark of the promoted teams yeah yes. definitely by far yeah it is expected though since they were the playoff team that and because the other yeah. two are yo-yos because they were only down for one yeah. season so we kind of we kind of have a good feel for how they're going to be in the prem um Next is... And one of those teams... No, go ahead. No, we can get to it later. Okay. Uh, There's going to be a big talking point for a while. Next is going to be... Brighton. Yeah, Brighton. Which Ethan, I'm sure, will be glad to inform us that he has them getting relegated. Or do you? I do. I had them at 19. (laughs) Well, we... uh... We saw that Ben White has left. He's probably, other than Lewis Dunk, he was probably their other better defender. Um, they still have not... I'm actually not sure if they... I I've, I see a list of these players that they've signed, and I can't tell which one's a striker. <laughs> but I know um, that they've had... Yeah. I know that they've been having striker problems, and I, I expected to just go down to relegation. I don't want to yeah, say... Yeah, I agree. That. As I have my yeah, I, cap on. They, there's, they lost their best defender, and he's and they have nothing. They have one, two, three, four, five, six forwards, and none of them, except aside from Neil Malpe, have really produced anything in the last year. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's just normally like with most like. With Brentford, you have Ivan Tony with some upside. I don't know. I kind of look at the Brighton squad, and the only some upside I kind of see is Eve Basuma. And yeah. that's, for me, that's about it. And yeah. they have a few players where I'm like, okay, they could change a game-ish. But I don't know. I just don't see them being able to stay up for very long this season. Yeah, I also have them in 19th getting relegated. I don't have much more to add. It's kind of just like, as much as I love Graham Potter, because I've talked about Graham Potter a lot, as much as I rate him as a manager, I think he has taken Brighton as far as he can. I just don't think the squad is good enough. I think his tactics yeah, are good. They, I don't think the squad is good. I, the only, I think he is their only hope to stay up, as I think he can set them up to use the players to the best of their ability. But I think he, could dev- if they get relegated... I don't think it's going to be his fault at all. I think he could definitely springboard out to a better team. Yeah, so I yeah. actually thought about I had them in the relegation zone for a while when I was building my predictions too, but I ended up having them in 16th. I think it's going to be close though. I think it's going to be like I don't think it's going to be quite like this season where you saw like the bottom 3 were miles off. Like I think it's going to be a lot closer this season between quite a few of the teams. Um, and I have Brighton barely staying up. I think like you guys said, Graham Potter is maybe the only reason for that. I think in the coming days, if they lose Eve Basuma, I think I probably would slide them down into the relegation zone. Um, I know he's been linked a few places. I haven't seen anything too concrete, though. Um, so if they do lose Eve Basuma, I think I would probably slide him down into the relegation zone. But I actually have a couple other teams that uh, might surprise you in the relegation zone, or at least one might surprise you. But... Yeah, um, so moving on next, actually, to one of those teams that I was just discussing, 
That's Burnley. Um, I am afraid that Burnley's time in the Premier League may be over after this season, which is really sad, actually, but um, no, it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am. I'd be sad, I think, too. I don't know. I, like, I thought about putting them in the relegation zone. I would not be surprised if they are. I have them 16th, but I don't know. They just... I, I think Nathan Collins can be a really good signing. Um, I've only I haven't seen him play in forever, but him in career mode. Yeah, he's career mode guy. But he, I don't know. He's just they. I love Sean Dyche. Like he's probably like one of my favorite managers. Like not the best manager, but I, he's just a good guy, and just like someone I'd be like, yeah, I would love to play for him. He just seems like he cares a lot. Yeah, but. I don't know. There's no upside besides Nick Pope to me. For me, at least, I think Nick Pope is their best player by a landslide. Yeah, with his injuries, and yeah, just and it. <clears throat> and, oh, jeez. And the <laughs> sorry. Tell us how you and really the, feel. Like, just <laughs> and just the players in front of him just are not. I don't know. Not of very good quality. Yeah, I'm good at them 17th, so I'm pretty close there. And I mean, obviously, 17th could easily become 18th, could easily become 19th, could become 20th. I mean, I have them 20th, by the way. Yeah, so. I've got them in 17th, but I think that's more of just me. I just can't imagine them getting relegated, to be honest, because I feel like their squad has been. Um, bad enough to get relegated for a long time, <laughs> and they just haven't. True. Uh, so Sean Dyche keeping true, them up. True. Yeah. So I don't know what will happen. I also don't really know who all they've signed. To be honest, they've signed Nathan Nate, Collins, oh, Wayne and Hennessy, the Nazi. <laughs> yeah. What? So nobody basically. Wait is. Wait, what happened? Why is Wayne Hennessy? There was a video where Wayne Hennessy was like raising his hand, but a picture was taken, like in the middle of the action. And it looked like he was giving. So it looked like it was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna do the. I'm not gonna recreate it because I like. Uh, like when he, not being well, like when the goalies are like pointing out towards. No, no, this was at like was, a. Party. No, it was in the dressing room. He was like oh. in the middle of raising his hand, and then the picture was taken. And so he it was his, out of context. Hit it like his hand over his. But some like of the stuff it. that he came out and said after, like he would, he was like, "Oh, I didn't know I'm, nothing about I'm it." I'm desperate to learn about the Nazis or something like that. Like he said, <laughs> don't, some "Don't say weird that." Stuff. Don't say that. He said some <laughs> weird stuff afterwards, man. Like yeah. I don't know, it was, it was strange. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt too, but like he just said some strange stuff. He was like, "Oh, I had no idea about the Nazis." It's like what. Like, how have you never heard of the Nazis? Like, I feel like everyone in Europe would know about the Nazis. <laughs> everyone in the world knows yeah. about the Nazis. Yeah. Wales is a like... foreign... Is, it's a, another world. <laughs> it really is. It's like a, it's like the magical forest, dude. It's like... <laughs> have you seen some of their city names? Yes, it's bro. It's absolutely insane. They're aliens. Their letters don't make the right sounds. They're, their language has no rules. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's funny. No, so the, the other reason I have them in 20th, by the way, is because I was looking back at it, and I was like, you know, newly promoted teams never finish bottom. 
and they don't. Like, the last seven seasons, a newly promoted team has not finished bottom. So I was like, who's going to be the team that finishes bottom out of the league this season? And I think Burnley are probably the worst of the remaining teams. So... You guys know who I got bottom, but we'll get to it later. I <laughs> I wanted to put him there too, but I did. I I I have to, I have them staying up, but um, <laughs> I know I know I know. It's literally impossible. I know I know, but it's literally impossible. That is literally <laughs> hypothetically. Let's say one word to stay up. <laughs> and I would in my life. Uh, yeah. Oh wait. Oh, spoiler alert! Josh is confused. We were talking about Watford. Never mind. Watford. I have a different. I have a. I have Norwich bottom. None of us hate Norwich, bro. Yeah. Maybe you do. I mean, do, didn't but... Reese kind of hate Norwich? No, I love no. Norwich. Who hated Norwich? No one. I think everyone just hates Watford. I think that's the correct thing to do. Oh. But. I have them staying up too. Then. Yeah, Where I did get too. On this one. <laughs> but uh, not by anyway, not by much. Up with these guys, Reese. But. Uh, so next team that I just Chelsea. absolutely spaced out. Yeah, it's Chelsea. Um, and I have some notes on Chelsea too because uh, I'm a nerd. But uh, the incomings and outgoings, by the way, the only official incoming as of yet is goalkeeper Marcus Bettinelli, uh, who is English goalkeeper, third choice type situation. Uh, and then I've got... I put Romelu Lukaku because it's pretty much confirmed yeah. at this point that he will be yeah, signing. Mr. Romano said, here we go, so it's confirmed. And Timo Werner posted about it on Instagram, so I think we're s- pretty safe to say he's joining. You know it's confirmed when Timo Werner posts about it. Yeah. Tammy Abraham is not going to see a field for the rest of well, He's leaving. Chelsea. He's going to Roma. Apparently, yeah. I think he's he's either going to Italy or I've seen reports that he's going to Arsenal potentially. But <laughs> Roma was done, and I heard oh, Arsenal really? was fake news. But I heard it's fake news. It's fake news. <laughs> yeah, that's fair what, enough. That's what I heard from fair the enough. Twitter verse. Uh, and then their I outgoings. I don't want him. I'll be honest. Their outgoings, a few notables: um, Willie, Big Willie. Uh, <laughs> Gabbiero. That's so sad. I really hope he has a retire. Yeah, I love him. Um, Fikayo Tomori, I know he was on loan at Milan, but he's officially gone uh, permanent basis. Victor Moses has officially gone on a permanent basis uh, to Spartak Moscow. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, he dude, He scored like four goals in the, their preseason. He's crazy. He's crazy. Um, he goes off. Olivier Giroud you know is else? leaving the Premier League. It's a sad day. Uh, he's going to AC Milan. Um where he'll no doubt link up with Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, Old man. Goats. The two gods of the earth. Uh, yeah. And, and then Mark Guehi, uh to Crystal Palace, which we, we'll get on to. In, in, uh, actually, next team is Crystal Palace. So we'll get on to that very soon. But uh, It starts with a K. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not even going to react to that. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Where does everyone have Chelsea? Because this is an interesting one for me. I've got them second. I think yeah, Lukaku I think is going to be second. awesome. Okay, we have them all second. I actually here's a here's a co- controversial thing for me. If 
in some universe this happens and City don't end up with Harry Kane, I think Chelsea win the Prem. I think I don't think they will, but I well, yeah. I won't say they will, but I think they could at least contend. I think right now um City get Kane, it's just City. Yeah, it's but done. I would if agree. City get Kane. If they don't, they don't get uh if they don't get Kane, I think we have an actual title race. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah, they 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 were amazing in defense and midfield last year and all they were missing was a striker to put away the goals. Like they they have everything they need and they have depth everywhere like this team like it is going to be insane once like some of the younger players get better in like a year or two like, yeah, like, I want to put it on record lot. that I'm having them winning the league if City don't get Kane that's on record I crapped on Havertz last season but realistically the reason he didn't get any assists is because Werner couldn't finish his dinner so <laughs> now that Lukaku is there I think the Havertz Lukaku link up is going to be a little bit crazy this year. I think it's going to be crazy, but also um, it took Havertz a, a few, quite a few match weeks to get used to the Prem, which makes sense because it takes everyone. Yeah, but I mean, I just team. I crapped on him the entire year, which you probably really was did. a little undeserved. I think that was like that was uh, Pepe trans when we shit on Pepe for a year and a half. I think that was just <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Pent up anger. <laughs> so one other but, I think okay, here's something I wanna I wanna point out though. Timo Werner's probably gonna end up playing on the wing, which I think will suit him better. Um too. Yeah. in the long run. Crosses aren't supposed to go in the goal anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um I am interested to see how they're gonna fit all of these players in as far as the midfield well, they just have a lot of attacking players. So, like, for example, they have Tammy Abraham, who is leaving, probably. We'll ignore him for now. Um, Christian Pulisic, Timo Werner, uh, Mason Mount, Mateo Kovacic, you know, so he'll be in the midfield area. They may He may get sacrificed um, for someone else. Callum Hudson-Odoi. murder him. Yeah. I, Hakim Ziyech and Kai Havertz. I don't know how you make that work. No defenders. Yeah. I would imagine I, that um, Pulisic and Kovacic won't start. And I would I would also imagine that Mount isn't going to play in the middle. I think he may play on the wing because he kind of did that for England as well. See, I actually think Mount so he, will play in the middle because I think Werner's going to play on the left. Um, so well, I think yeah, I just don't know if there's room. They'd have to play two cams then, unless Havertz plays on the wing as well. I for, see. I forget. See, this is what I'm saying. I forgot about Havertz too, because yeah, I, I think they drop Hudson Adoy too. Yeah, I think I do too. Uh, Mount Mount played a little bit out. I mean, he was still in the middle, but it was more like drifting out wide-ish in the England setup. So I could see right, them doing maybe two cams with him and Havertz, or just having Havertz as the sole cam and um, putting Mount on the wing. And also, Jorginho like was just, and Jorginho was great Jorginho for Italy. So yeah, Jorginho starts for sure. You would think. Oh, and I don't wait, know that he does Conte. honestly, because Conte Conte is the only one who definitely starts, like without question. Conte will start. I think they both start. I, 
I see. I'm, I'm sticking uh, with midfield three of Conte, Jorginho, and Havertz, and I think Mount's on the wing. I think that's what's going to happen. I'm going to say I Mount. Can... I think it'll be like. <sighs> yeah, I guess Jor- Mount, Jorginho, and Conte for me, and I think Havertz plays on the right. And then Mount, or uh, Werner plays on the left, Lukaku through the middle. Yeah, I think they'll be in the 3-4-3 like they were last year, and the front three will be Mount on the left, Lukaku through the middle, and then Havertz on the right. And then I think they'll have the Conte, Jorginho. I think Jorginho's going to have to push up a little bit more than he did with Italy. And then I think Chilwell on, at wing back, and then, I don't know, the right wing You're missing back. someone in the middle, though, still. No, I think they're doing a 3-4-3 because I have Conte. Oh, 3-4-3, sorry. And then I think they'll probably switch out between Ziyech and Reese James at uh, on the far right um, in the midfield just because I think they'll they'll do that game by game depending on who they're playing. So I think um, if you're playing Man City, you need to play Reese James to have some defensive. But if you're playing Burnley, you need to throw everything you have forward, and that's where you need to throw... Ziyech, but, um, I, I, I love Ziyech. He's one of my favorite players for them, and I think he definitely deserves a start for them. And then Pulisic is just nowhere, man. It's it's like a real bummer. They're too good. Like yeah. I love Pulisic. He's awesome, but he is just not good enough anymore yeah, right now. I agree. I it's think sad, more, but, but I'm not that sad about it because I don't really like him that much because he plays for Chelsea. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I like him as a person, but I just I can't deal with him being a Chelsea. Um, by the way, I just wanted to read this out. I had these. This is a list of players that are currently at the club, so they're not even on loan anywhere. They're at the club right now. They're just not listed in Chelsea's first team squad. Ethan Ampadu, Ross Barkley, Michi Batshuayi, Matt Miazga, Davide Zappacosta. Tiemue Bakayoko. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Ruben, he's just been on loan at AC Milan. Ruben Loftus Cheek. Or no, AC Milan. And then Napoli. Napoli. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek, Danny Drinkwater, Malang Sar, and Kennedy. Bruh. That is. How is Bakayoko still at Chelsea? We need. I would be rating them right now. Those are some decent talents. I know. There's some good players there. Like, um, like, yeah, like I would definitely take Barclay <laughs> or Bakioko as like depth players. Lester. Yeah, definitely. Next is Crystal Palace. Because, I mean, we all kind of have the same consensus over Chelsea. It's just their stacked lineup that we have in their starting at 11. I have Crystal Palace in 12. I actually think. Patrick Vieira is going to do a pretty good job with them, and I think they've made some really good signings in areas they really needed them. Just yeah. Kind of my consensus on it. I actually think the squad is looking pretty fresh um, as far as as far as transfers are concerned, and as far as the positions are concerned. It looks like I mean it's a whole different team almost, like some of the outgoings. Y'all got the dead weight out. Yeah, let me just read this list of outgoings, by the way. It's insane. <laughs> Gary Cahill, Scott Dan, Stephen Henderson, Wayne Hennessy, James McCarthy, Mamadou Sacco, Andros Townsend, Patrick Van Enholt, Connor Wickham, and Michy Batshuayi. Obviously, Batshuayi was on loan, but still. 
you know the the funny thing about all those players is they're like pushing 30 and most of them are well over 30 so that definitely brings down the average age which yeah. i know is a big issue i've got y'all in 14th but i think y'all are actually the biggest dark horse for me this season um mainly because viera is relatively unproven because you know the jobs he was given were not great but then the people who took over from him did way better than he did so i don't really know if that was a viera issue or not um but he's also a younger manager um from the transfers looks uh, like he is focusing on like you said bringing the age down and playing more attacking football because he got a lot rid of a lot of defenders and cdms as well so um yeah. And the signings he's made have looked to be very promising. I'm more interested to hear what you have to say, though, Ethan. Yeah, so it's kind of been a blur because I'm just not used to, like, signing so many young players. And, you know, with Roy, Roy's the deal man and would sign every old player that was on a free contract or whatever. But I'm actually really excited, even though I would probably say where we finish would probably I'd probably be okay with anything that's not relegation because we are trying new things out but I am definitely happy with who we've brought in so far I think the two center backs Mark Gay and Joachim Anderson are absolutely class signings yeah um, it's, especially Anderson because we know he was linked with a lot of big clubs and when I saw him play versus or when Fulham played Palace um, the second game we played against them, he was absolutely insane. Like, I was impressed, and I really thought that they were going to take the win, but we ended up drawing. Yeah, um, I mean, for him to be a center back and to be a standout in a team that got relegated just shows how good he is, because, you know, it, 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 I don't even know. It just, he was, I mean, he was linked with us. I'm, I'm really sad that y'all got him, because uh, I was hoping we could snag him, but I it's mean, a class signing for sure. It is. I mean, the fact that he was on loan at Fulham and was captain most of their games... Yeah, he was. ...is, is insane. So, I don't, I'm really excited about that one. I'm also excited about um, Michael Elise from Reading, except he'll be very out. Very good player. He is a very good player. I've seen some of his highlights, and he is just like Ezzy in the sense that he can just drift with that ball and get past players. Um, he'll be out uh, a few weeks because he's got a back injury. So hopefully he can recover from that soon. Ezzy will also be out. I know we didn't just sign him, but he'll be out for the majority of the season because he hurt his ACL in training. Um, it's funny, this list I'm looking at doesn't have uh, Connor Gallagher. Connor Gallagher. I, on, I saw um, the same list, yeah. Uh, I think he's a great... Because he, he's a great... We don't have many box-to-box midfielders in our team right now. And if we do have one, they're pretty old. Um, I love James MacArthur, but he's pushing the age up there he's a little bit 35 so, <laughs> yeah and so it's good that we've got another player similar in style but is younger and had a great i think he had a decent season standing out in that west brom squad who i was not convinced uh had a very good squad in the beginning so um i know that we're definitely still looking at another striker or another another attacker another midfielder another defender and i think that we'll have our we'll have our um great squad that uh, Vieira can work with. I'm also very hesitant of Vieira because he hasn't had the most experience, but he's brought in a lot of, he's brought in a former PSG youth um, academy guy, I already forgot his name, but um, we also got a new assistant manager who works in the Welsh 
well and worked in Welsh football and just came off the back of working with the Moroccan national team. And so it looks like he's got his his guys to work with. So I, I'm really excited. But then again, I'm not expecting anything spectacular right off the bat. I mean, we're playing Chelsea first, and obviously they're coming off of one of their best seasons as of late. And so I'm not going to be too distraught if we're just, if we just don't hit the ground running right away. It takes time to build this project. This will almost be like a new signing as well. But isn't Nathan Ferguson due back from injury soon? You know, I. Th- thought but it looks like he's still on the sidelines of training a bit so hopefully we'll see him soon as well so where did you did you ever say what where you have them finishing or oh i've got them finishing 13th and okay i do too the teams the teams in that area i could also like that's like the area where you could never guess the exact spot so we could easily be 10th we could easily be 17th yeah you never you never know but I'm I'm looking forward to the season. Uh, Vieira has highlighted how much he wants to hold on to the ball more, and I know we were the team last season with the least amount of possession. So, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to a change in pace, and hopefully we don't pull a Frank DeBoer and axe Vieira as soon as things don't go right. Me too. I'm excited hopefully to see how it continue. goes. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm really excited. Especially with Connor Gallagher, that's going to be a really exciting move for y'all and i reckon yeah. there maybe may still be a couple signings to come as well i don't not not nothing like hugely earth-shaking but i reckon there could be a couple other signings to come oh and by the way i wanted to mention uh jacob montez the young american uh midfielder uh brought in by palace he's on loan at uh Vosland beverend uh in belgium this season so he's one to watch out for definitely He'll get some. He's gonna be playing in the second tier, which isn't ideal. But I think coming from a college environment, I think will be pretty good for him. Just relegated too, so it's not like he. They'll, they'll probably be fighting for promotion. Um, yeah. So. Probably. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to our next team to discuss, it's another team with a new manager, and this is Everton. Um, one who I think we may all have some relatively different views on. Uh, Rafa Benitez obviously is the the new manager replacing Ancelotti, who left after just one season to return to Real Madrid, which is weird to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm not convinced by Everton. I thought they weren't nearly as good as they should have been. Uh, last season, I think, with Ancelotti and with the talent that they have. I think the beginning of the season was great, but then they kind of quietly faded into obscurity um, towards the right. end, and I am not convinced. I think they're going to be pretty obscure this season. I have them finishing ninth. Um, Me too. So, I don't know. I, I, I expect another season of mediocrity from them, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. I don't have much to add. I pretty much have the same views as you. I, I have them 10th, but I mean... Yeah, same, same difference. Kind of a, yeah. Yeah. I kind of already gave my spiel during the Arsenal discussion. Yeah, and I think <clears> your <throat> points are valid, too. I think Rafa Benitez could turn things around because this will be really the first time we've gotten to see him in the prim with a good team, quote-unquote, because last time we saw him was with uh, Newcastle. Yeah, and when he was um, with Liverpool was way before we were... Yeah. Like, oh, and that... So, so. that that Liverpool team was not even close to where they're at now. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I think I think Everton are interesting because we know in the past few seasons they've spent a lot and they have brought in a bunch of good players. Um, they haven't brought in too many good players. I mean, they brought in Townsend. I th- that's surprising to me. I thought maybe he would go to like a championship club or another mid-table or lower Premier League He was team. actually training in... with Spurs for a while. I so did see that. Weird. Yeah. Um, they also brought in Begovic from Bournemouth. I know he's pushing age. Um, they signed Demari, Demari Gray too from Leverkusen for only one point. Formerly 6. of Leicester too. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird like career path. Yeah. Leicester to it was like Birmingham to Leicester to Leverkusen and now back to Everton. That's weird. Yeah, we sold him in like January, I think. He, he is. I don't know. He just wasn't. He didn't pass it very well. He, I don't know. He took a lot of very wasteful chances. Well, obviously, Leverkusen didn't like him very much. If they sold they him at a loss. I think, like, I think he had like five goal, four or five goals. He, play, he was subbed on a lot for the majority of those. But you I mean, never knew. With that. I was going to say, I know this is a lot of their Deadwood, too, but they released a lot of players. And so you thought they would maybe sign some more squad players, but we'll see. I guess not, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I think another season of mediocrity for them, for me. Next is a team that will be also interesting to see, but for different reasons. We'll see if they can survive the sophomore slump um, that has accosted several Premier League teams that have come up and done really well. And that's Leeds. Um Marcelo Bielsa's style of football doesn't exactly lend itself to longevity, though it will definitely be successful in the short term, at least for now, I think. Um, they've made a couple of signings. I know Junior Firpo, uh, Dominican, really Dominican left back from Barcelona, uh, they brought in. And I think one other that I'm forgetting. Uh, they signed Harrison um, on a permanent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which obviously I I have it's just a good uh, good return to consistency for them that they're, they're going to be able to keep him. Um, where do you have him, Josh? I have them in 10th. Uh, I just don't, I I don't know. They haven't really done anything to improve. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they dropped like 11th or 12th. I don't know, they just haven't really done a whole lot. They just have kind of been there. Yeah, I've got them in 11th, so I'm with you. They also lost Olioski, who wasn't great, but he was a really good depth player for them. I agree. Yeah, well, I mean, in fairness, they did replace him with Furpo, so we'll see if um, we'll see if he can... I, I reckon he might make the cut. Olioski's another one that's like a... Even though he's the weirdest player in football, he is a, a good dressing room presence, I feel like, especially for that Leeds team yeah. after so long. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I think, um, yeah, our boy Robin Cock is still there, so I'm glad to see that. (laughs) What's his name? Um, Robin Cock. (laughs) Wow! Um, (laughs) So, yes, anyway, (laughs) uh, we're so mature. So, now we're gonna hit a run of, uh, teams that are in the top six or should be in the top six realistically 
So we can sort of just talk about them at random, I suppose, or, or as we see fit, because these next teams coming up alphabetically, it's Leicester, Liverpool, Man City, and Man United. We'll start with Leicester, of course. Um, Josh, I don't know. How are you feeling about the season? Excited for the season. I think we've done what we should have done in the past couple of seasons and signed depth. Um, the Fofana injury is really frustrating, but we are pushing for Yannick Vestigard to come in now, who, even if Fofana didn't get injured, I would have loved to sign him. Um, I have us fourth just because I think we'll... F- I have United fifth and us in fourth, which is probably wishful thinking, but I don't know. I really hope that we can finally put it together this season push for push forward and crack the top four for once more than just being the team that's in the top four the most for a season like we were past two years for longevity um i don't know i think brian bertrand will be a pretty good signing i think he'll bring much needed depth for a lot of the europa league and um, cup games i think sumare is going to be interesting to see um he hasn't really played a whole lot um in the preseason. That was slightly a weird signing to me, I have to say, because Ndidi and Mendy both kind of already occupy the same role as he would look to occupy. Yes, but they both have had lots and lots of injury problems. That's the issue. True. Um, I think he could be a really good signing, and I think he does... He. Even though he is primarily a defensive midfielder, he also also can play in the middle and farther up in the middle. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. I really like Patson Daka after yeah, seeing him in the Community player. Shield. He definitely gives me Jamie Vardy vibes. He presses like he does, and he takes similar shots that he does, and I think he's going to fit really well into our system. He's a product um, of the Red Bull machine, uh, um, so he's very, yes. very used to the pressing style. Um, he's a very good finisher, and he's one of the best run. According to the advanced analytics, he's one of the best runners in behind in Europe. Um, so yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm really excited, um, but um, hold on. Excuse Bless me. You. Sorry. Um, you. The Community Shield. Um, Another trophy, even though it's only the Community Shield, I think we played really well in it. Um, and against a decent Man City team, not necessarily full strength like we played, but um, they played a lot of their um, starting 11 teams that would get in there. We played really well against them. so And it was a pretty even game, too, up until they gave away the penalty. So I'm pretty excited for the season, and... If the other teams in the top, the traditional top four, hadn't gotten so much better, I would have said surely we'll be in the top four this season. But I honestly do not know what to tell you after all the pretty decent transfer windows all the teams around us have had. You know what's funny about y'all signing Ryan Bertrand? What? He was the player that got sent off in the 9 0 game. He was the one yeah, that got the red card in the 9 0 game. He's, he's not going to be on the end of one of those. Yeah, time. yeah. 
I don't think it's too wishful thinking because I've got y'all in fifth, but I was so close to putting y'all in fourth. Yeah, I, I wasn't that I close, but I, I do just, have y'all in fifth. Me too. I think I don't know. It's I don't think we're gonna finish. I th I really want us to finish in fourth, which is why I put us in fourth. Um, and now and I put I put Liverpool as fifth just because I think they have pretty much the same issues they had last season that contributed to them being dog shit for majority of the season um, is well, the same thing. Van Dyke thing. is back. He is back, but they also have massive gaps in depth. And will he be the same? Will he be the same is a huge question. Yeah, Liverpool are the team I almost put in fifth, so I, I agree with you. I think that their youth players aren't ready yet. I think a couple of them are. I don't think um, a lot, most of them are close. I think some of them are. Sorry, I think some of them are close. I don't think most of them are ready. Yeah, I think but, I have Leicester in fifth as well. I didn't. I didn't have that much trouble putting y'all in fifth because I think y'all are significantly better than Spurs and Arsenal. I don't. Yeah, I think we're easily in fifth. Like, yeah. I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. I don't I think quite think you're as good as the four above, though. That's the other thing. I know Liverpool is questionable, like, but... What's really frustrating, I think, is for me, is, like, I think Italy, we would challenge for the title this year. I think in Spain, we would challenge for the title. France, hell no. And Germany, probably not. But the other leagues that are very comparable, like, competitiveness to England, I think we would challenge... For the title and I think that's just frustrating that as we've gotten better the four above us just have so much more money to bring in players that we just can't afford to bring in yeah the rich get richer yeah yeah and just you say that too but we move on now to Liverpool because they're the next uh next team in line they've they've kind of only had a one in one out transfer window so far they brought in Kanate uh, from the Red Bull machine. Great signing. It is a good signing, yeah. uh, pretty much to replace Jorginho Wijnaldum, who left on a free to PSG. That seems to be a theme, a by the way. also part of the reason. He was a pretty big piece for them. I kind of had forgotten about him when we were talking about it. That was part of my thinking. It was like he was such a big piece for them, especially when yeah. Henderson was having to play out of position. And Navi Keita has just not done pretty much anything since he's gotten there, and Thiago has been disappointing, to say the least. Yeah, I would agree, and I think, obviously, it's going to get overshadowed by the Messi signing, and of course, Messi is the like best signing you could possibly make, like, literally the dream signing, but I think Wijnaldum is a absolute bargain steal for PSG. I think it's a huge yeah, signing. For free? Yeah. It's insane. Um, and I definitely think him leaving makes them worse because Kanade is an, an unknown quantity. Like you said, I'm not sold on Thiago. I know he was great for Bayern. I'm not sold. I'm kind of already done with Naby Keita in terms of giving him time for to become a Premier League quality, or at least yeah. a top four quality player. Then... I mean, James Milner, obviously he's going to be consistent, but he is 36 or 37. Um, Henderson's had his injury problems. He'll be good, no doubt, but can he stay fit? Um, and then you have the likes of Curtis Jones and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who 
well, actually, they're kind of in different groups, but Oxlade-Chamberlain probably in the same group as Henderson. Um, they will be good, but, you know, can they stay fit? Curtis Jones, he's young, still somewhat inconsistent, too, um, so we don't really know what we're going to get from him. Fabinho, of course, will be fine. Um, and as far as the front three is concerned, I think they may... I think we may not see the same production out of the front three that we have in the past few yeah. seasons. We'll see I think where they finish entirely depends on two things. One, like you said, will Van Dyke be the same player after his injury? And two, can Sala produce? Because if Sala produces like he has been, you know, then they're fine. They'll be fine. If, yeah. Van Dyke, if Van Dyke returns to normal, they'll be fine. But it... Like I said, with in terms of their squad depth last season, to have to basically be to have your season hinged on these two very specific things is very frightening because it could all unravel very quickly. And I have them in fourth because I think Van Dyke being back will be good. I think Sala is going to be able to produce, but as I said earlier, I I almost put them in fifth and. If things went bad, I could even see them going lower. Yeah, I've got them fourth as well. I think. I mean, they finished. What they finished fourth last season, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. They finished fourth without Van Dyke last season. I think. I don't see why they can't do it again. Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at with Liverpool and Gomez should be back too, right? Um, yep. So that'll be a bolster as well. Uh, Ethan, where yeah, have you got them? I've also got them... Oh my, I've actually got them third. <laughs> I thought I had them fourth too, but... Um, yeah, I, I'm with Reese. I think Van Dyke will come back just fine, and I think Sala will produce. And I know he's not the most favorable striker in the league, but I do think Firmino has his moments. I think he'll be able to work well with Mane and Sala once again. I think Kunade is a good signing for them. He'll be stuck right in if... Uh, I guess if he plays better than some of their players now or if someone gets injured, I think he'll be all right. Yeah. Um, so we'll now move on to the most boring prediction ever, um, which is the same one that we all made last year, and that's that City are going to win the league. Um, hey, we can move on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, for me, though, this still depends on whether or not they get Kane. Um, yeah. Because I if think... it's a cakewalk. That's the big question. Kane scores forty. If he's healthy, he scores forty. And I'm not. I'm not exaggerating either. Um, yeah, and him being healthy won't be a question there because Pep does a good job of rotating the squad. Yeah. Well, I mean, it and, still might be a question because he's had he just because he has such a big history now. Yeah, but I think that is just that stems mainly from being overused. It does. Like playing damn this... playing every game. It is so funny think, to me that y'all have City opening day. I am not looking forward to it because I know the only thing, the only two words out of anyone's mouth is going to be Harry Kane, um, which yeah. he's not. He's not going to play. Be like the when all they were talking about for the, the entire God, game was Aubameyang. Honestly, like, and the the good news is is like he's already been ruled out from a Spurs perspective. Like they've already said he's not going to play because he's not ready. You know, like. Yeah. If rumors are to be believed, he's not even showing up to training. So, well, he made a statement and made it, it basically seem like 
it is true that he wasn't, but it was agreed upon that it was an extended holiday and that the media is making it seem like he's skipping. I think that's, that's tr- true. I think that statement was bullshit because I think if that statement was true, I think he would have put it out on the Monday. I think that really? him and his stupid little brother that runs his agency put out that stupid-ass statement to, as a CYA because just... Uh, I don't know. This whole situation just leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I it's thought like, he didn't show up on Monday, but he started showing up on the Tuesday. No, he didn't no, show up. He's still, he was gone. He, He's on the Monday, he was in the Bahamas. Like, he was, it was like, he wasn't even, you know, nearby. And he, yeah, Reese is right. He's still not there. Um, allegedly, he's agreed with the club that he's going to show up on Thursday, but we have no idea, really. I have no idea what's going on. And I don't understand why if he's upset with if he's upset with City or if he's upset with Spurs about this, like Daniel Levy has made it very clear what he would accept for Harry Kane, and that's 150 million pounds. City have the money. So why is he not upset with City? Why is he upset with Spurs for this? Because Daniel Levy has made it clear what he would accept for Kane. And City have the money. They just do. Because FFP is a joke, and like they're not going to get punished for it because we already see that they don't. So I don't understand why his quarrel isn't with City in this particular regard. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's probably just frustration from the last few seasons. Just he's just ready to. I think he's just ready to leave. I was hoping that he wouldn't have to really, really push. Well, he would have done move. before the Euros. It's but it seems like his his transfer frustration has gone from like a three out of ten to an eleven. Like it's it seems like he he did that interview with Gary Neville where it was like, you know, oh I'm gonna have like all he said was I'm gonna have a conversation with the chairman, like which makes it sound like he wants to leave. Okay, fine. And then like we don't hear anything about it other than, you know, we know he still wants to leave. And then he doesn't show up to training, like he boycotts training. That's, yeah, if, even even if Bale didn't what's boycott happening. training when he wanted to go. Yeah, because it's still in the gray. We don't really know if that's what's happening. I think I would agree with you. I think that is what's happening. Yeah. But you know, assuming that he is boycotting training, I definitely didn't expect him to do that. I didn't either. He was he was the one player I thought would just kind of deal with it. Yeah, yeah, and it makes I me it makes me sad. It makes me really upset because like. There's there's a better way to go about doing this than not showing up to training. Like it would have been a release fee. Well, I mean, for one, contract. maybe don't sign a 3-year contract. Already, like, no, a 6-year yeah, contract. Sign. Like he signed a 6-year contract in 2018, and if he knew he wanted or if he knew there was a chance he would have wanted to leave, then it was a stupid contract to sign. Like also got to think about like the state of the club in 2018 was similar but very very different than it is now. Six years is a little extreme though. Six years is a long. It is extreme, but and to have no trans to have no release fee is a bit. um, I but I think the reason that he doesn't have a release clause though is because back then if Levy had put one in, well I don't know though because that was that was around whenever people were saying oh Kane's done like he's washed. You know, those were the couple of seasons where people thought he was done. Like, very scoring like fifteen goals. People thought he was done. Yeah, but like, and then he comes back and scores fucking forty this last season in all competitions, and like, 
I guess we could talk about Tottenham while we're talking about Kane. Yeah. Um, I've got them in seventh, but I mentioned earlier that I think Arsenal Tottenham could easily be swapped for me. Sixth and seventh. Yeah, and I, I have a sixth. I um I did mine assuming that Tottenham were are selling Kane and I have y'all in eighth. I just, I don't know, I think I have a feeling that's gonna be a very it's gonna be like deadline day and y'all aren't gonna have time to spend the money on a new striker and I have no faith that Vlataro Martinez is gonna come to the club just because of uh, son, Susan's gonna step the room. Son's gonna be playing striker. Yeah, I like. I just have like, a, especially after the um, the manager situation. I that was just the biggest shit show. Now you say <clears throat> that, but the three players that we've been rumored to, or the three players that they said like, oh yeah, this is happening. Like these players are coming to Spurs. They have come to Spurs. Like so. And the only I, reason I, I think yeah. Inter would sell is because they're bankrupt, and I, so I think they may not have a choice. But yeah, I I don't know. I just don't. I just don't see. I, I don't will know, could, also say I that I we put in a bid, and obviously I think our bid was much lower than yours. But they not only rejected it, but said they weren't gonna sell Martinez. Like I thought, I read that. That's what they said. I thought so too, but then there's reports that we've already even had a bid accepted. There's some reports saying that it's they're still negotiating. There's some reports saying we had bid a bid accepted. So our bid was 70 million euros. So, like, yeah, ours. I don't know how much ours were, was, but it was like it included Bellerin. So I think we were trying to pull a pull a classic Arsenal and do 40 million in one. <laughs> um, I'll also say yeah, too. I, there's a couple things that I think may make up for the fact even if Kane goes. Because last season, our biggest problem was not scoring. It was defense. And we brought in the Serie A Defender of the Year, uh, Christian Romero. Uh, we've signed him from Atalanta. We still need another center back, maybe two in my opinion, because um, we've lost Alderweireld. Uh, yeah, what a random departure random, that was. Random, yeah, going to Qatar. Um We've lost Foyth, which we kind of assumed we would do. But we've also got Sessegnon to come back into the team. We still have to see what he's going to do. Oliver Skip is back in the team after being uh, Norwich's player of the season in a title-winning uh, championship campaign. Deli Alley, I don't even know. Uh, Steven Bergwijn, I don't even know. So there's still a lot of unknowns. But I think, we, I think we'll be better overall as a unit, even if Kane leaves. That's my position. Where do you have them, Ethan? I, well, I have them in six, but this is also with the mindset of they're going to keep Kane. I know Kane is doing this whole parade right now, but Man City did just spend $100 million on Grealish. I know they've got the money, but I feel like they're going to try and make it work for Jesus or Jesus or whatever. And Jesus. Um, I think that if Kane does leave eventually, it'll be like more in the winter, because I think Spurs will be hesitant to sell him now that they won't have much time to bring in a replacement. So like, I, I don't think City would have like, I don't think they would have bought Grealish 
if they weren't going to be able to afford Kane afterwards. Like, I think maybe right now they're just trying to get him for lower than they would have to, but I think if push comes to shove, they're just going to buy him. Because I think if they're choosing between uh, Grealish and Kane, you know, they already have KDB. So Grealish, I don't even know if Grealish starts, I'm going to be honest. No, he definitely starts on the left, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess, but it's like... um, really where they've been lacking a striker because Pep has said he wants to play with the center forward. We've seen Kane be True. best when he's at center forward, basically. Yeah. Uh, like a little bit deeper striker. And um, I, I think I just between the two positions, they needed Kane more than Grealish. So I don't think they would have sacrificed Kane just to bring Grealish in. Like, I think they still have the money for him. Yeah. yeah. I, st- I still think he'll... Um, come down to it and they'll be able to keep them but we'll see stuff like this has happened for me kind of going back to spurs when i i don't think they're going to be a more cohesive unit um just personally i think i don't know sorry have you guys seen the arsenal third kit yeah Yeah, that thing is juice it looks sick (laughs) that thing is i didn't send it today um but yeah, I saw it and I thought it looked sick. Um, Sorry, I just saw that yeah, on Twitter I and I was like, don't. shoot! You're good. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't... I don't know, I don't... Ha- I, I just don't have a good feeling about Spurs. I just think that not enough has been done. I saw, Christian Romero was a really good signing, but I don't know. I, for me, it just doesn't feel like there's been enough done for um, to improve that squad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there it is it is there are quite a few other players rumored to be coming in. Um so I definitely I think we'll see three or four more signings before the end of the transfer window. Um especially if they if cuz let's be real here. Like Daniel Levy knows I think at this exact moment Daniel Levy probably knows whether or not Kane's going to go or stay. I think he knows that City will well, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Anyway, I think he's gonna spend. I mean, if he's bidding seventy million on Latar Martinez, he's already spending like he thinks Kane's gone, in my opinion. So I think, with that in mind, I think they will replace Kane before he leaves, in my opinion. Which is actually so anti Spurs, but I actually think that might happen. Um, yeah. But by the way. Um, we didn't even mention that uh, we have a manager now. <laughs> um, Nuno. Yay. I don't really know what to make of it yet. Um, I think, honestly, out of all of the possibilities that y'all were rumored with, probably the best one happened, which is so strange because you went through so many in the span of, like, a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I, it's uh, it's still weird to me. I still can't really picture him as Spurs manager, um, but yeah, I will say one one thing he does bring is passion. I mean, if we've seen every time Wolves have been winning their games, he's been really hyped, and that's the kind of thing I want a manager. You know who else did that? Unai Emery and Jose. <laughs> um, I get I get what you mean though, but 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good evening. So, yeah, I don't know. Spurs are. I don't know. I really don't. That's basically the end. The end all be all is that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably a good time to move on to the next one. Yeah. And go to United. I have them third. I think that they're just behind Chelsea and City. Uh, now they just haven't. I think Jaden Sancho was a good signing. I just don't know if they he's exactly what they needed. Yeah. Yeah. I think another person to just lop into oh we have 50 wingers we can play and 50 they literally do they have so many attacking players i think they really could have used bringing in a world-class oh luke shaw was pretty good so i guess a world-class Ver- like, center back Varane is basically done i read today from fabrizio romano they announced oh, it yeah. they announced it like subject oh, they to, did? yeah man united officially announced it subject to a medical he's a united player oh so yeah so Varan, yeah, forgot about that. But yeah, that they, I think they're solid. I don't think they're quite at that level to where they will be challenging for the title yet. I just feel like they don't have the depth that Chelsea and City do, where they have two pretty much world class elevens at their yeah. disposal at any given weekend. I don't really have anything to add. I also yeah, have I feel like they're another team third. where they're just kind of there at the moment. Ethan, do you have them in fourth? I do have them in fourth since I had Liverpool third. Um, I feel like they, like Josh said, they're not going to be pushing for a title yet. Um, they did improve their squad with these signings. I feel like one thing that United is known for is like having a good opening to the season, and then later they're figuring out like, oh, we've got problems. Yeah. And by the end of the season, they figure out their problems, but they're not even close to being title contenders. So I think you'll be fourth. They'll still get Champions League. Yeah. Uh, right. So next up, I believe, is Newcastle, um, which I have not a lot to say on. Honestly, I I have them finishing, yeah. I think, fifteenth. Honestly, um, the next few teams, I don't have much to say about. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. I, don't I know. also I have them fifteen. Oh, you have them getting relegated, they're huh? Good enough to finish. I do. I think they're good enough if to get fifteenth that they would actually sack Steve Bruce because he is a they fat sack of shit. He is. He, he's, he's, the he's, fact um, that they haven't been relegated with him. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to shit on they, him too, but know, they, they finished thirteenth last season or twelfth. Yeah, I, I feel like that had nothing to do at all with him, though. I would agree. How? He's their I think manager. That was all the right players. Uh-huh. I feel like he's I, just there. That one. He's a puppet. Like he's he's, he's just there like kind of, Mike Ashley, the actual kind of coach. <laughs> he's just kind of there and I don't know. I think the they got really lucky and the teams above them didn't play well and they had the right players come back at the right times. I don't know. I just have no faith. I don't know. I, th- I just don't think they're going to do very good. St. <laughs> Maximin can only do so much before the crock of shit explodes. Yeah, I mean, we know that Willick is about to sign. Is that true? Yeah. Before I... Okay. 
Um, he definitely helped out their team in a big way, but according to this website, it hasn't even said Willick yet because he hasn't announced, but they have no other signings. Uh, that's they true. have three... They have three, like, youth players. They have Cameron Ferguson, Remy Savage, and Charlie Wiggett. Remy Savage! Savage. (laughs) What a name. We're all just kind of there, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't think they're going to do anything great. I mean, I have them in 15, so I, I, I just think there's teams that are worse than them. That's really what it comes down to, honestly. Yeah. Um, so speaking of one of the teams that I think is worse than them, <laughs> Norwich. Um, I think. Do we all have them being 18th. relegated? Yes. I, I have them barely missing out. Seventeenth. Really. Oh. Well, the reasoning reasoning being, I've been very impressed with the people they've brought in. I know they're not like very big names, but they're all good players for the teams that they were in. Um, like I said earlier, this is a fair, Premier League is a whole different game, and so it's just ma- about making that transition. I've, I've been very impressed with the signings of Rashica and uh, True. Pierre Leas Malou from Nice. Josh like Sargent. Are... Yeah, yeah. I, I can't really see him starting though. Yeah, I don't know. But I think who's ahead of him? Pookie. Pookie. Isn't he like thirty million? <laughs> yeah, but he scores for them in the, in the championship. He didn't score in the Prem. He had a chance in the Prem. He, he did for a little Sargent. bit, but... Like, Sargent for like five games. He's 30 million. Josh Sargent's style doesn't... His, Josh Sargent's style isn't going to work until he gets out of, like, a top-half team because he's a hold-up striker. Like, you can't do that as... You, like, that's just not going to work when you have to defend for your life. For Team Upuki... Can get on his horse and just well, run. It might. I mean, if they ball. if they just leave Josh Sargent as the one man forward, then it could work. But I guess. But I'm not optimistic I guess, about um, it. But Chris it could. Wood, I guess Chris Wood has done that for Burnley for a while. Yeah. I don't know. I just I like Josh Sargent. I think he's a really good player. I think he's very um, specific kind of player. Name is awesome. Also. Yeah, it's so American. Also, Good to have a lot but of also, I think, I think their biggest downfall is losing Buendia. I, I agree. That was a big. Yeah. That was. A I big think one. that's the biggest reason I have them bottom. I agree. I don't have them bottom, but that's why I have them relegated. I have them nineteenth. So. Yeah, I really. Th- I think it'll be between Norwich and Brentford who will go down. It's just which promoted team will be able to make that transition. Yeah. So here's probably one of my only controversial picks. From one relegated team to another, I've got Southampton going down. No, that was put down. I I have them 17. They were awful at the end of the season. Terrible. And they were awful and when when Danny Ings doesn't didn't play when they were decent, they were also awful. And also when Vestigard was injured, they were awful and he's going to be out to either Leicester or West Ham most likely. I just I that's going to be a rough I think it's I think it's going to be a, a rough season for them. I have them 12. Wow. I do not. <laughs> I have them 14. Um, 
And I think it's because of the new striker they just signed, who I'm forgetting his name. But You're talking about Armstrong. I, oh, I have, Armstrong? Yeah. And also Broja from Chelsea. Yeah, I have high hopes for Adam Armstrong. Um, now, he, he's he been pretty good in the championship, and I know Palace were looking at him, so obviously I was the fool and went and looked up his highlights hoping he would come and end up going to Southampton instead. But I think the loss of Danny Ings is definitely going to be crucial because obviously he was their main man. And so he I don't wasn't think last season, though. He didn't really well, perform. And I'm that's why they were ass. <laughs> yeah. No, but that now that they brought in uh, Adam Armstrong, I think, I mean, he's completely unproven in the prep. I'll say. Uh, he had a stint with Newcastle, and he was f- absolutely horrible. I will say that. He, he played for Newcastle. In the he, had, he had 29 goals in, like, 41 games last year, which I don't think even they're so he, bad. Because I, I also don't know if Festergaard will end up leaving. Even if... Okay, I listen. I like Yannick Vestergaard, but I don't think he's as good as he sometimes gets made out to be. I just think he's very large and positionally oh. aware. Which I mean, is what it, that's what he has to work with, so I'm not, I'm not crapping on him. I'm just saying I don't think he's a season-saving defender. Well, I'm, yeah. I don't think either, but I also think like in England, that's going to get you results against Burnley, Newcastle. Your, those bottom half teams, you need someone who's competent and large. Like that's that's, that's really all. Comp- so they should sign you then. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Uh, I'd take like I, honestly, I would take like a hundred pounds. I would do it for free. I think I would play for my team for free as well. Yeah. I definitely would. would. I mean, I, for I don't know if I would want to play because I'm ass. I would be so bad. So, I, yeah, we would get relegated. I'd get if I was at least one goal. If I played an entire season, I bet I could score once. No, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think so. I think I could. I think I could. No, stop it. <laughs> I think I could score a tap in. I think. Oh. It, I think it could happen. But <laughs> here's the thing: you have to be. Well, okay, fine. Maybe like a tap in from a corner or something. Stop it! Stop encouraging this. This is just <laughs> the worst. I think take I we can get one. It's a pretty bad take. This is worse than Ethan. I can. This was worse than Ethan's Van Dyke take. I, I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up. We're not talking about that. He just said he could score a goal in the Premier League. I don't think he could score a goal in the league. Why did you bring stupidity into this? I think I could get one, and I'll stand I, by this. I'm with Josh. I'm with Josh. You are. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm pl- like. I'll, my rating will be terrible because I'm not running around. <laughs> okay. I've got asthma. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sit offside the entire game and just hope that like that they just forget I'm there. But I think I can get one. You wouldn't get a goal in League Two. I think you're wrong. I think, I think you're, you're underestimating. I think you're underestimating. <laughs> me. I'm not. I think you are. I think you're underestimating. Okay. How superhuman that I, professional I, athletes are. But no, no, I get it. I couldn't keep up. That's what I'm saying. Like, if we're playing, like. It's not coming from open play, for sure, because I'm not going to be able to... Like, I just can't run that fast or that long. It's coming from, like, a free kick or a corner or, like, 
of crazy deflection, but I'm wait, getting wait, wait. one. So you think it's coming from a set piece? Is what like, you're saying? I don't think I would score directly from like the corner. Like a net mouth like, scramble I think the corner, type situation. I think the corner comes in, somebody else touches it, it comes to me, and I get it in. But, like, I think I can get one. <laughs> I hate this. I don't think I'm... it comes from skill at all. Josh I think it's all this. luck. But I think my luck is good enough to give me one goal. We don't watch Timo Werner miss, like, 30 tap-ins the whole season. I think I would score one of those. <laughs> I think we're going to move on because we're going to give Josh a sh an aneurysm otherwise. Um... I think if you stick me in one of those situations, ignore the fact that I wouldn't have even gotten there, okay? But if you trade me out for what like you mean, all the, the times that he missed happen, no, no, just pretend for a second. A <laughs> <laughs> moment, I think I would at least put one of those in, just by pure probability. I think you're hurting. You're hurting, Josh. Josh is leaving. He's leaving. Oh, he just threw his chair. You can actually, <laughs> you can see this live on our YouTube channel, you can the see Slap Podcast. Live. Oh my gosh! Um, Let's hope we don't get explicit. <laughs> um, well, okay. Oh. This is the worst take we've had. Let's move on. We're done. We're done talking about this. We're done talking about this. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Um, okay, next is Spurs, so we're going to skip it, and then uh, Twatford. Um, Last. Bottom. <laughs> 15th. 17th. Um, I have them staying up fuck just em. by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, fuck them. I have them staying up just by the skin of their teeth, just because I think there's teams that are worse than them, including Southampton. Um think how the same way that Josh that I said Josh was manifesting <laughs> them Leicester getting fourth I am manifesting Watford getting last <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll join that circle fine no I have I have them last because obviously this is a friendly and this is very different from like a normal season game but we Palace's last friendly was against uh, Watford and we beat them 3-1 and they just their defense was so bad just watching them play, it was, it was insane. And you want to know who scored the goal for Watford? Troy Deeney. It was Deeney. So we're gonna have to watch another. We're, we're gonna have to watch Fuck. another season of the Fuck me, the dude. Land Shark. I hate him. I can't stand him. He's so My favorite good. game we played against him is when he got sent off in like the first minute. <laughs> Wasn't that right after the Cojones thing too? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Dude, okay. You know what I am excited about for Watford though. Ben Foster, the cycle, the yeah. YouTube uh, thing. He's gonna have probably he'll probably oh, yeah. do the GoPro in goal for uh, the Premier League. I think that'll be exciting. So, but anyway, he did an interview with. Yeah, there'll be a lot of. We get to watch a lot of goals go in. Yeah, we do. They're starting Danny Rose, bro. They're gonna start Danny Rose. He gave away a pin in the friendly. Yeah, I believe it. Oh, brother. Um, I don't want to watch them at all. If you ever like Ethan, you they're know, our second game. They're our second game. I'm so well, scared, hey, bro. Because you'll, you'll you'll get to watch them. You'll get to watch them thrash Spurs. Or not. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> thing I like about Watford is they <laughs> always beat us without I fail. Know, they really always much. beat Spurs. 
Surely not this time. I hate them so much, but I love when they beat y'all. It's so funny to me. <laughs> it's so annoying. And it's always Dini. Without failure, it's always Dini who scores. It's, it's so annoying. The one time that we didn't was when Fernando Llorente scored in the 89th minute and won. And I just about became gay for him. Um, that's pretty much the way it went. Um, well, in that case, we're going to move on to well, West Ham. <laughs> who Josh has oh, in boy. Europe again. I think didn't we they... do West Ham? I oh, know we didn't. We kind of we kind of brushed the tip of their tip of their wiener. <laughs> yeah, the tip of their wiener. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Just Josh put his okay. hand in the bag and picked out which word he wanted to use. <laughs> um, okay, I have them in sixth because I th- they okay. Lingard only made them better last year. I know he's not going to come back. But when Lingard came in, they were in fifth. And they haven't really gotten any worse. And they still have... I know transfer window is still a long way. We've got like two weeks left. They still have Declan Rice and Thomas Suchek, who were one of the best midfield duos we saw. I just... I like West Ham. I like what they got going on. I think this year they... Hey, 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 hey. Fabianski. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Who are I you barking at? Nobody even inevit- said anything. When Fabianski inevitably gets hurt, I think <laughs> that Ariola will be able to step in. I think Ariola may even start, depending on how the season goes. Titty boy, I Ariola. Ariola. <laughs> Bro, speaking of I've titty got boy, in on um, what? <laughs> Bro, before Two Chains got famous, that was his rap name. His titty boy. What? Titty boy. I'm not I'm not kidding. That's a true fact. What they call me. <laughs> Dude, I had this interaction with Gage and I said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've experienced this interaction out of body now. <laughs> Josh is like, uh, I just made some good points and now they're talking about boobs. Yeah. Sorry. I've got them in ninth because two, while two I points, agree they them. haven't gotten worse. I just think they were um, playing better than they should have been last season, and I don't think that will happen again. I have them like, 11th, I and I do think they've gotten worse because they lost Lingard. Yeah. They were in 5th without him. I think they were playing better than they should have Agreed. been. Agreed. And I don't think it will happen again. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. They're in Europe. That is massive because they have twice the games now in the first part of the season. And I don't think they have a big yeah. enough squad. So, uh, assuming they qualify, I mean, or they are they're already qualified, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. They don't have to do qualifying. So the conference league. I forgot to talk about that. God, God. Um, I forgot about that too. Forget it. Just forget it. We're gonna play the kids, and I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm not even gonna watch the games. All right. Um, we actually got a pretty hard draw for the playoff round too, as far as the league is concerned. So I'm kind of oh worried we're gonna God. lose. I'm I kind of afraid we're gonna lose. We uh we it's Passos de Ferreira from uh, Portugal, and I'm kind of afraid we might lose. That would be but so funny if y'all failed to qualify for the conference league. I wouldn't be all that mad just because we wouldn't have to play in it. Yes, but you, would. you would be so angry, and it would be I'd, so. Funny. No, I wouldn't be angry. I would just be disappointed at this point. Like I'm dead inside. I I wouldn't. You I, would. I wouldn't. Be I mad. don't. I would just be that. disappointed. West Ham seventh. Okay, that's yeah. I I think they could hover around that area. 
probably not too much towards champions like more towards no league at all just oh yeah the conference league just yeah <laughs> it's just because no they, they they did lose lingard and they um i know he didn't play much but they lost felipe anderson again to lazio not again but they lost him not again. another player they lost <laughs> <laughs> and so it looks they just haven't made too much noise in the transfer window so we'll see yeah Yes, we will. Okay. Uh, one team to go, and that's Wolves, who also have a new manager, Bruno Lage, who we all know nothing about. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say. Um, as far as their... I mean, he's Portuguese, because of course he is. As far as their signings are concerned, really the best signing that they're going to have, in my opinion, is Raul Jimenez coming back from injury. Um, yeah. because I think that was what killed them last season more than anything. And because they, Fabio Silva was not ready to, to take on the role. Catrone didn't work out in the prem and William Jose didn't work out in the prem either. So the only weird thing that I think that's happened is they lost, uh, Rui Patricio, which was kind of unexpected for me or, or like it, I just didn't really see it coming, I guess. They picked up Jose Saar from Olympi- uh, Olympiacos, who I actually think is all right. Um, so I don't. I think it's probably a net net break even there for them. Yeah, I've got them in thirteenth. Um, maybe too high, honestly, because I don't know if they've improved that well. I think it just depends on if Jimenez is playing well. Um, I, I think that's also due to me not knowing their manager very well. Yeah. Um, but thirteenth is still kind of low for them considering their past few finishes. So, I I didn't want to put them too low. Um, I definitely think they're going to do worse than they have in the past, though. So they also brought in um, uh, Trincao from Barcelona. I just should, should mention that quickly. I have them thirteenth as well. I oh sorry, Ethan. I don't good. have anything bad. Well, I mean, it's hard to say with Wolves because they obviously lost a spirit of santo um they're getting Patri- or not patricio what the hell what's his name say Sa- jose saw the josh striker fuck off <laughs> um jimenez yeah jimenez I-, I i can't believe y'all y'all literally just said that but they'll getting they're josh getting said patrice bergeron who <laughs> plays for the boston <laughs> bruins patrice. <laughs> i heard patrice had a question mark so i swim patrice bergeron I hope he's not playing soccer. That might not be a good. <laughs> I mean, that might not nope, be a good career path. <laughs> I bet he could get at least one goal though. Better chance. He probably you. could. He's a professional athlete. <laughs> anyway, Ethan, sorry. Nah, I know you're good. I didn't have much to add. I have them twelfth. I do have one other thing to add about them. Uh, I'm expecting a bigger role for U.S. international Owen Odosoe this year too. Uh, so that's kind of exciting. Um, okay, well, there's our Premier League predictions done. We're going to tweet out a full list. I will eventually, once I... Uh, I need to see if I can access the computers in the business school because that's the only way I'm going to be able to use uh, Photoshop. <laughs> so I need to see if that'll happen. Um, if it doesn't, it may be a little while before I tweet out the lists. Um, if it does, I'll try to tweet them out by the end of the week or at least before the Prem well, starts. Ethan, Ethan can do them too, right? 
Oh yeah, do you, you have a, do you have a license? Okay, yeah, you, so you could do it too if you wanted to. Um, okay. We can talk about it later. Yeah, I'm not getting through the university gauge. We do, but it's kind of weird. It's like, it's like you can only use it for one year, and I used mine last year. Maybe, maybe I just need to check again and see if I can renew it. Uh, but I don't know. I, something about it seemed that I couldn't use it, so I'm gonna at least go. Either way, my point is the computers at the business school run Windows, which makes it a lot easier to use Photoshop. Um, so, yeah. Either way, um, we are already past the two-hour mark. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and quiz. Let's do the quiz, quiz, quiz. Um, quiz, quiz, quiz. Because, well, it wouldn't be Slapcast without a quiz, now would it really? Um, yeah, we deserve a longer pod, too. We haven't done one all summer. Yeah, true. This is true. So, we'll do the quiz... We'll give a quick line on the U.S. national team, and then we'll say our goodbyes. I think that is what we shall do. So, I don't know why I came up with this quiz, but I just thought it would be interesting to look at... It's transfer-themed, of course. I just thought it would be interesting to look at some of the signings that have been made. Oh. So, the way we're going to do this is we're going to do the, like, round... We're going to go around, like, person-to-person type thing. Um, and you guys are each going to have, like, 15 seconds to say an answer. And the person who says the most answers by the end wins. I don't think you guys are going to get all of them because there's some that I definitely would not have gotten. Um, so we'll do that once everyone passes twice in a row, then we're going to end the quiz, and whoever wins, wins. So I guess we're going to – this. I don't know how to do this really fairly, so I'm just going to say we're going to go clockwise from me. So Reese will go first, then Josh, then Ethan. Um, Good. So what are all the exact rules? It's like any transfer or loan. No, no, I wait, no, no. We'll get there. This oh. is the you have to name any Aston Villa transfer from the last three seasons, incoming. So not okay. outgoing. Any get, incoming. Oh, incoming. So like Grealish doesn't count. Uh. Anyone else that they've sold, I can't even think of right now, doesn't count. It has to be okay. someone that they've purchased or loaned in. Um, and this is in the last three seasons. So since they've been back in the Prem, and we're counting this season, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so. Wait, before you start, you did you did say we could do championship? Or is it from when they got promoted? This again? is from when from last time they got promoted all the way through. So it starts okay. with the 1920 season. I was almost a fool for my first answer. So, and we are, we aren't going to do like strikes or anything. It's just if you guess wrong, it goes to the next person. Okay. So, okay, are we ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Reese, you're up first. Ollie Watkins. Yes. Emmy Martinez. Yes. Marvelous Nakamba. What a shout. Nice. Matty Cash. Bon Zabe. Yes. Leon Bailey. Ashley Young. <laughs> yes. Ross Barkley. Yes. Danny Ings. Yes, well done. Now we're in dangerous territory. 
Um. I'm watching the clock. You guys have missed like the most obvious one too. Skip. Okay, it's Josh. Literally the biggest name you guys haven't said. Okay, skip, Ethan. Uh, I I'm thinking of the guy, but uh, Matt Target is that one? Yeah, Matt Target. <laughs> nice. I can't believe you guys haven't said the big name. Five seconds, Reese. Um, it's Josh. Josh. John Terry. No, that was when they were in the championship. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Yes. Oh, what's his name? I can see his face. <laughs> Five seconds. Oh, is it is is El Mahabadi one? Yeah. Oh no, he's not. No, he's not. Ah. Uh, next, Reese. Um. Ethan, you're close oh, with I, the name. I said I said the wrong one. Gazi. I was thinking, huh? El Ghazi. It is El Ghazi. <laughs> it's El Ghazi. That's, that's who I meant to say. I only got that because Ethan. Josh, got you're down El by Mahabadi. one. You're down by one. You gotta get something. You guys still haven't said the biggest sighting. I'm thinking of his name right now. I'm I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. The one dude from that one the, the one one with the with two two. Five seconds. Uh, I can see it. <laughs> I can hear it. Treza Gay. Yes, Treza Gay. I've got the name. Buendia. Yeah, Buendia. You guys hadn't said Dang Buendia it. yet. <laughs> well that, I was thinking of someone else, but okay. I'm Josh is down by two. Oh, yeah. You gotta get on the. You gotta get on the ball, Josh. Three seconds. Just, Ethan. Ah. Uh. Ah. <laughs> uh. I, I know his face. I hate this so much. Uh, skip. <laughs> okay. Reese, we're now into pass territory. If you guys all pass again, um, it's over. I don't think he was assigning. I think he was there for a while, but I'm going to go with McGinn. No, he was assigning, but it was way before. So, good shout, but... Did Snodgrass go there at some point? If he did, it was before they were in the prem. I don't think he did anyway, but... Ethan? If you and Reese miss, it's over. Well, we do one more I... round, right? Because I got Buendia last round. No, you got Buendia two rounds ago. Well, like, Reese, well, if you pass again, kidding. it's your second pass in a row. And now it, now gotcha. it is, now it's your turn. Um, gosh. 
This is to win, by the way, if you can get one. Five seconds. I have no clue. Time's up. Time's up. Okay. Josh is eliminated, unfortunately. Um, the score is five for Reese, five for Ethan, and three for Josh. Now, what I'm going to do is pick the next most recent player on this list, and you guys are going to have to say it. And whoever says it first is going to end up being the winner. All right? Wait. I'm gonna, of, like, out of the ones we've guessed? No, no, no. I'm going to give you a hint, basically. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> okay. This player was signed from Chelsea. This player is a Burkina Faso international. This player is a winger. This player was was the player that was involved in the scandal that led to Chelsea getting a, a, a one-year transfer ban. He has the what? same name as a winger who plays for Wolves. Traore. Yes, it's Bertrand it's Traore. Bertrand Traore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who is the it who is, is the damn center back? It's Bertrand the Traore. Back? The center back no, is the center back? Ezri Kansa. <laughs> no, who's the other one? <laughs> Tyrone Mings. It's Tyrone, Tyrone Mings. Mings. That don't, that's who I was thinking of this whole time. Here's okay. I was I'll, like I can see the dreads and oh my. I'm dude, gonna read out all the ones so that much. you guys didn't get from last season. The only one that you missed was Morgan Sanson, which. I don't blame you. Yeah, forgettable. <laughs> um, then from the season before last, you could have gone for Wesley. Um, I was thinking about him too. That big Mabwana Samata. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was also a striker. Um, Douglas Louise. Yes, oh. I was thinking about him too. Yeah. Ezri Tyrone Mings. Tyrone Mings was the one that was Ezri Consa, like, like I said. <laughs> Tyrone Mings. Um, Tom Heaton. In goal, could have been yeah. an option. Bjorn Engels at center back. Pepe Reina in goal. Oh yeah. Danny Drinkwater on loan. I I thought about him too. You know. I thought about him, but I thought it was wrong. What have you? I had it written. I should have written these down. I'm stupid. Um, I don't know if we could do that or not. Courtney Hawes at center back. Yeah. Uh, and finally Jada. Not Diogo yeah. Jada, just Jada. Jada yeah. <laughs> the one from Birmingham. If I, if I had said El Ghazi, I think I would have been swimming. I said I'm El glad Obama I said Triore because when you gave that Wolves hint, I almost said Jada. Well, if you uh, had, you would have been right, though. I thought it was. I thought it was like guessing a specific player. Oh, it was. Yeah, true, true, true. I forgot about that. I already the... forgot. <laughs> if. If uh, if we were doing championship two, my first guess was going to be Balassi because he was on loan there at one point. Oh yeah, and Josh was right about John Terry, but that was also in the championship. Yeah, that was very sad. So, I really thought, for a second I thought that was going. to I be also a don't know if anyone said Ross Barkley. I can't remember. No, uh, Josh I did. did. Okay. Because he said Chelsea, and my first thought was Ross Barkley, but I remembered here. Okay, said okay, it. I thought so, but I wasn't sure. 
Yeah, I, I'm surprised it took you guys so long to say Buendia. Cause I totally forgot. And yeah. then you kept you were like, I can't believe Literally it. Literally the was biggest like, name. <laughs> like, maybe other I than Danny had... Ings, but... I thought we covered all the signings, honestly. I did too. I totally forgot. Well, Josh even... said Emmy Martinez, and I think, like, that, that, like, that Emiliano yeah. combination yeah. or whatever. But... I, yeah, I wrote him down first because I was afraid that he, it was going to be said by Reese first. Should have written him down. It was funny because you guys said, like, the, the first, like, four that you guys said were not even from this season. It was like, it was like, yeah. Emmy Martinez, like, Maddie Cash. Watkins. It was like, yeah, Watkins. I said Watkins. I, Ethan I said, said Nakamba. Mar- marvelous Nakamba. Yeah. You should have saved that one for the locker because I probably wouldn't have got that. The Zimbabwe. They got the weird internationals. They got the Zimbabwe international, the Burkina Faso international, Tanzania. Uh, yeah. The Sam- with Samada. Weird. Yeah. It was funny. I, I was literally thinking of Tyrone Mings, and I was like, John. I kept thinking of. I was like, John. 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 I was thinking of. I was thinking of like the England national team because you know he was in the squad, and so it was John Stones, and I was like, John. John. <laughs> yeah. So, I think that's not his name. I know that was kind of a random quiz, but I just thought of it. I thought it'd be kind of interesting. Um, oh, they've signed a bunch of people. Yeah. That's a good topic. Um, so, the quiz is done. I'm putting away the notes. Um, we just have now, but only to give a quick word on the U.S. national team, who won two major trophies. Um, am I tripping? What was the first one? Oh, yeah, the Nations League. Nations League. Nations League. And uh, the Gold Cup as well. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the the national team is in a a decent spot, but I'm basically just gonna reserve judgment until we either qualify for the World Cup or don't. That's that's yeah. the qual. Well, I should say I'm gonna reserve judgment on our quality for the qualification campaign because that's when we're gonna be playing our absolute top team, like and against the best teams in Concacaf too. So. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm. I'm just very happy because I've pretty much watched everything U.S. that I can because I'm not qualifying was so terrible that I wanted to follow as closely as possible to see if we were on the right path. And I, you know, every time I've watched this, I think we've gotten better. Um, I think we're doing things the right way, too. I thought playing our B or C team in this Gold Cup tournament was a big statement from Berhalter. I thought it was showing where where our priorities are and really what the focus is. Um, and I think in terms of the squad, you know, it basically was just the Pulisic show for a while. Um, I think we've pretty much redone the squad where I don't even know if he's our best player anymore. Uh, it's not. I don't I shout think for he's Weston third. McKinney. Uh, but yeah, I think pretty much every position, there's not really hardly any survivors from the, uh, Trinidad Thank game besides God. like Pulisic, um, which is a good it's a good thing because you may not have uh, bet on the U.S. making the correct decision there. So uh, I wasn't, uh, I didn't know much about Greg Berhalter um, when we first brought him in, but I think he's done a good job so it's far. It's funny to me because he was like, he's like the, the patriarch of the MLS, like, because he coached all around the MLS and he's like a symbol of the MLS. But honestly, his team selections have been mostly from Europe, which I think is the yeah. right decision. Um, I think it's also because the U.S., like, just our players in general have made a very large shift to Europe, and I think like our best players are going there versus going to the best MLS teams, which is very different than it was 
20 years ago. Which, if that's um, not ringing alarm bells for the U.S. Soccer Federation in terms of how fucked the MLS is, I don't know what else, like... Yeah. I mean, everywhere else does that, though. Like, every other federal... Like, even Conmobile uh, sends the vast majority of their players to um, Europe by the time they're 22. Of course. And I, I agree with that, by the way. I agree with us sending our players to Europe. I'm just saying, like, the MLS is such a shit show that, like, I think... I honestly think we could we could fill a squad. We should fill a squad with people that only play in Europe. Like we could I do think it for the most part. I think Yasi Zardes was really good in the tournament. I think he's going to be a really good super set. Hold on, I disagree. As a good sub, he didn't play have an amazing tournament, but he does a really good job of getting behind and making like really good runs that I think if you brought him on really late in the game, I think he could provide something at striker that we really need that we don't really get with Josh Sargent because Josh Sargent continues to not really prove how good we think he should be or think he can be. There was a Timothy few players Reyes in the Gold Cup squad. Too, oh, yeah. There was a few players in the Gold Cup squad because basically I went into it, you know, it's our B team or our C team. Um, I'm not expecting a whole lot, but there was a few players that I thought gave a decent shout of uh, possibly being in the squad for qualifications. Uh, Zardes was not one of them for me. I didn't think he was terrible. I just think we have better options there. The other player who I will say that I think should not be near us is Paul Areola. I thought I thought his runs were good, but man, he could not finish to save his life. Like, he missed multiple chances that were, like, like you would have bet anybody else to finish. So, I, I was very disappointed with him. We still have a lot of options at striker, and Timothy with Timothy Weah being injured, um, I think that's kind of hurt that look because I think it's pretty much going to be down between Timothy Weah and um, Josh Sargent for who's going to play striker. I want to throw in a um, shout for Daryl DK, too, by the way, uh, who played a little bit in the Gold Cup and played for Barnsley last season and was really good. Yeah. So he won't think, start, obviously, yeah. but it's just a it's a, it's an option. Um, yeah, it'll be – I'm excited. I think there's going to be some very good things that happen in the next, like, 10 years with the national team. And I, My top three players for us right now are – I think Giovanni Reyna, I think it's Pulisic. I think Giovanni Reyna has already proven that he's better than Pulisic. I think Pulisic gets caught in defenders, but I think Giovanni Reyna's footwork, he gets out of the way of the defenders and keeps the ball keeps the ball really well. I think he has that extra thing that Pulisic has been lacking. And then I think Weston McKinney is our best player by far. I don't think it's close at all. Yeah. I do think we'll get to see, because I don't really know if we've seen the best out of Pulisic with the U.S., uh, because for so long, he was our best player. Um, so he was just basically being triple-teamed all the time. Uh, kind of the Zaha effect at Palace. But now that we have you know a lot more talent, I think we may be able to get to see the best out of Pulisic in this squad, because he won't be uh, just forced out of the game by being marked by so many players. A couple other people I want to give shout-outs to, by the way. Um, 
Conrad De La Fuente, who was in the Barca Academy, just earned a transfer to Marseille, uh, which yeah. could give him a big stage to operate on, um, which could end up being good for the U.S. Uh, also, another striker who uh, played against Costa Rica, actually, um, Brendan Aronson, who's part of the Red Bull machine, um, striker at Salzburg. He's a very good. I think he could be uh, really good coming up. And then also, uh, this I don't think he'll start for the U.S., and I don't think he should start for the U.S., but Ethan Horvath, uh, goal, uh, goalkeeper, just earned yep. a transfer to Nottingham Forest. Uh, so we'll get to see him in England as well. Who, He's by the way, have very... a very good chance of coming up this season. He had a great um, Nations League when he had to come in in the final and played really well in saves, had a very, some very good saves. I think Zach Stefan, Zach Stefan is our number one. But yeah. if we something happens, I think we have a very reliable second goal. Goalkeeper. I think we have a reliable third. I thought I'm forgetting his name, but the keeper in the Gold Cup I thought was great as well. Besides, I mean, he had this one weird mistake at the beginning of the final, but I think that was just nerves. But his whole tournament was great. He had like four uh, shutouts, I think, in a row. I think goalkeeper is the one thing that we've never struggled with at all. Yeah, yeah. True. Like even Brad Gunn, I mean, he wasn't great, but he was a really good goalie. And he just yeah. put in a shift. And that's the one thing the U.S. has never had to worry And obviously about. we had the dad himself, Tim Howers. Tim Howers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tim, Tim Howard. Um, and, Brad and then Friedel. Granddaddy Brad Friedel. Um, and then the one before him. Tim Flowers. The one who's the... And, yep. Yeah, Tim like, Flowers. That's the one thing the U.S. has never had to worry about. But Yeah. But... Yeah, Our qualification begins um, September second against El Salvador. So, I wanted to say we've we've had an issue in the past, just in terms of depth, with left uh, left back, and we were playing Sergio Dest there when he's a natural right back. But I thought, um, and I brought it up to Ethan. I'm forgetting his name again, and I forgot his name when I brought him up to you. I think it's but Bello. the left back that played in the Gold Cup, I actually thought was really good. Also, Reggie Cannon has been playing on both sides uh, for his team in Portugal, too. Yeah. So that's I a like good Reggie Cannon well. a lot. I just I do don't too. know. I, th- I think Sergino Just is definitely. I'm having a stroke. Is <laughs> <laughs> definitely better. Destinately. Um, yeah, I think Dest is definitely better. So uh, I just don't think Can- uh, Reggie Cannon will start. But unless we want to keep Dest at left back, but. I think we have an option now uh, with that Gold Cup kid. We also need to figure out what formation we're going to play because Serginho Dest is a bit of a defensive liability if we play a four at the back. Yeah, um, he's more attacking-minded, better wing-back. He's kind of like Reese James almost. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think we're fine to play four at the back with him at... Um, whatever side he's going to play on against some of the lesser teams. But I think if we play like Mexico, Costa Rica, I think we have to do a three at the back and put him a wing back because I don't think we'll be able to compensate for that. The one area that we still are a little bit weak on is center back. I know we have John Brooks, uh, who's the stalwart. And then yes. other than that, it's like not a lot of options, to be honest. Yeah, but... Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think the big thing in CONCACAF for your center backs is just having 
bigger players who can who are very athletic, I think, is the biggest thing for that. Once again, I'm forgetting his name, but one of the Gold Cup ones, I think he was our right center back, I was pretty impressed with. Miazga also Completely. is all, usually all right for the U.S. So. Yeah. I'm compl- completely forgetting his name, but... Just in general. See. Where is he now? Spurs. He's still at Spurs. <laughs> um, he was, he's been on loan to pretty much every club in the championship. Um, and apparently... He was at Bournemouth last season. He was really good. Um, and I think they are looking at buying him permanently. Oh. But What's that? Why'd you say no then? I was just I he was I really good for Bournemouth. He was he was really good for Bournemouth. I, I just I don't know. He's just it's just funny to me that he exists. <laughs> I don't know why it just is. It's so random. But I actually think he would be good in the US national team because he was good for Bournemouth. So he has um eight appearances, but none since twenty nineteen. Yeah. I think he was in the squad when the Trinidad game happened. I don't think he was playing, but I think he was in the squad. Um, so he's also not even remotely American. Like his, the only way he's linked to the U.S. national team is like his grandfather is from the United States or something. But because he was born in South End and he's completely like British. By well, it's because his but. dad played um, basketball and went over to Europe after oh. a little bit. Gotcha. You know, do y'all remember Ian Kingsler, the shortstop for the or second baseman for the Rangers? No, <laughs> I didn't watch Ethan baseball. Say Ian Kingsler. Yeah, yeah. He played for the Israeli national team in the Olympics because his grandfather was Jewish. Soccer? No, oh, baseball. What? Well, we were talking about. Soccer. I didn't know there was Olympic baseball, dude. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. I thought that was interesting. Well, we brought up like weird ways you can represent a national team. Yeah, true. So, so, well, I think we're kind of almost approaching the three-hour mark. So we should probably bring this show to a close. But um, it's been an exciting one to start off. Uh, start off season three. Like we I said, had a lot to say. Yeah, we did have a lot to say. We, I mean, it's been almost. It's been like three months since our last show too, so which we said was going to be the case. Um, so we'll be we in good stead. A new stat. format plan for next season. Yeah, so we're going to we try to we're going to try much. to crank out a weekly episode, um, despite all of us having differing schedules. We're going to try to rotate in some guests. Um, so it's all going to be it's going to be good. I think we'll we'll be able to make it work. Um, so we will be back with you next week. Um, to, to discuss the first round of matches in the Premier League, which I can't believe I'm saying. It feels like it feels like so long since we've had Prem. And we're going to have fans! We're going to have fans back in the yeah. stadium! Um, which is so exciting. Um, so, yeah. It's going to be an exciting season. And uh, we thank you for tuning in and listening this far and uh, sticking with us through three seasons so far. Uh, so I guess two in one episode. <laughs> um, but here we are uh, back at it again so we hope you enjoy the season and we hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, we love you all and it's goodbye from us <laughs>